Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is uh, Do You Expect to Talk commentary time, so that's why you're listening to me first rather than uh, the lovely Miss Rebecca Andrews. Uh, and it is therefore my choice, uh, there's a second choice, and I am doing Skyfall! I can't, Yay! I, I can't do I'm that. actually really pleased now because I remember you said Skyfall the other day and we haven't talked about it since. And I thought, if you've changed your mind and <laughs> I'm, sat, I'm sat in with Skyfall teed up and you go, and now, <laughs> and now the living day <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> I, 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 I guess I've got to introduce you, to, introduce you guys. Uh, it is uh, that. <laughs> that the, the the gentleman there is uh, Mr. David Bond, no relation really? to uh, James Bond, but and, um, and also uh, our usual host, um, which is now which is now just co-host, is uh, Rebecca Andrews. Hello, I've been relegated. Yes, been mm. relegated this time, but it's fine. Uh, yes, yeah, so... I only ever host the music episode, so that's really really rare. <laughs> <laughs> A rare treat. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we've uh, I've decided to go for Skyfall because I, generally speaking, we're going to go for Skyfall for our Craig commentary, but then we uh, changed it to Spectre. So I thought, okay, but I think possibly it's... because we didn't think there was another review inspector. Possibly, I think there were a few reasons. It was like, well, if we commentate on Skyfall, we do a review on Spectre. Yeah, and we've already done that, and also. Spectre's a more flawed film in a lot of ways, as much as I enjoy it. Um, I, I Yeah, I think we went for it first, and Skyfall was always lined up. Well, we did like an over two-hour spoiler of initial reaction to it, didn't we? Mm. Uh, first time around with Spectre, and I don't think my opinion has changed since <laughs> since, yeah. since first watching it. But you've been the more, you've been the most consistent. Yeah, yeah definitely. well, you know, I think uh, I think a, a commentary for Skyfall works well enough. So uh, yeah, so yeah, let's. Okay push plus play and see how it goes we will try and talk as often so if you are unable to watch Skyfall with us you can still listen and it's not like sit there go to say nothing this kind of doesn't working for me so we'll try and be entertaining as much as we can so I know my first choice Becca do you know do you you don't have to name it but do you know what your second choice is going to be it's between two films so okay I, I, I know my first two choices so yeah, well, uh, both of them in conversations with listeners. So, okay. Okay. So my okay. choice will be after the next series. Uh, do you want to give a, a little spoiler for it, or are you? Uh... Yeah, I'm quite happy to say what it is. I mean, the thing is, by the time people download it, they'll see the title anyway. Yeah. We'll have announced it at the end of the previous one. My first one is going to be "The World Is Not Enough." Ah, oh, be a and, good one. Uh, which came out of conversation with uh, James Murphy. Um, and my second one, uh, which is a little ways down the line yet, because we've got to go round again, will be for your eyes only, and that was in conversation with Ken Mioza the other day. Mm. So it's tempting. I, I, so it's tempting I, for I, me and Becca just to pinch that idea for you. Well, I might put them, so I backseat them then. <laughs> no, it's my go. If, if you don't call it, I know what my third one's going to be as well. But that's getting well ahead. Yeah, so, I've not even thought about what my second choice is. I'll just play it by ear. Um, so, uh, without further ado, shall we press play? We are on the uh, the main Skyfall menu button. Uh, as, as, as always, the Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see Daniel Craig at Cedo. I know, he's been trying to get into this club for about 20 minutes now. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the floating casino in uh, Macau there. Yeah, oh. it doesn't matter which version of Blu-ray you have, whether it's the 50th anniversary or 
Uh, it wasn't the 50th edition. anniversary set, I don't think, because obviously that was the Bond film released that year. It was exactly, but I say it doesn't. If it's Skyfall Blu-ray, that's fine. If it's on own, it doesn't have to be the same. We don't all have the same version. Um, right. But yeah, just as long as you have the Blu-ray, you can listen along with us. Okay. Well, this is something like two hours twenty-three minutes. So count- let's get cracking. Okay, so on the count of three, so on three, or on three, yep. I'll press play. Uh, one, two, three, and we're watching Skyfall. Um, I'm actually quite looking forward to this because uh, I think it does for for my my thoughts with uh, Skyfall. It do, is a very good looking film. I reckon it's Blue got Ray. a lot of themes and everything as well. To me, I, I, I've I've almost um, been unfair to it because I talk about it like it's an ugly film. It's clearly not that. Uh, there are shots in it I think that are better than almost anything in, else in the series. I just think a lot of the time it does look a bit washed out. Um, in terms of its colour palette, it's, got, it's quite... It's, it's got a lovely quite, clarity to it. Bland, isn't it? But me, it my, my issue... Yeah, my, my issue is always down to, like, the the, the story. Like, the, the I think the story isn't very good, generally speaking. And I know, like, for my faults as a, a guy who does, like... Um, oh, yeah, that's the missing gun barrel that should have been there. Damn you, Sam Mendes, damn you. Um, yeah, they were <laughs> saving the gun barrel for, for Spectre, weren't they, clearly? Well... well I almost they wish they could have had two gun barrels because I did quite like the placement. I don't like the placement of it at the end, but I did like it because it was the 50th. So no, when he came out and it transitioned though, to 50 years. Yeah. No, that, that was a nice nice nod, but I think they, obviously I remember sort of reading interviews with um, Bubba and Michael um, saying, oh yeah, we're creating it for, you know, the gun barrel to a new generation of fans putting the gun barrel at the end. It's like, yeah, rubbish. You're just saving it for Spectre, aren't you? Yeah, well, to be the, honest, even if she wasn't, the, the backlash was so strong. Yeah, a lot of fans were like, oh, I'll tell you. I know, it's funny that, isn't it? Because I don't like to one of these fans who are dead precious about it, but at the Nothing same time... Ever it's, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know, I think it's just... It, it, I think it's one of them thin things where you just, it just... It, it doesn't feel right. The gun has got to be the front of the film. Um, it doesn't feel right to have it at the at the end. It just oh, you know it's a one movie. More than almost any other trope. I mean, when you think about say martinis, I don't give a shit if he doesn't order a vodka yeah. martini. I don't think there's many other tropes that um, I'd miss as much. Yeah, I mean, like you've got to think about bond tropes. What is it like? You know, the villain layer gets blown up at the end. You know. Uh, away, there's a... today, maybe drive, drive at Aston Martin. Yeah, um, like, even, even the tux, I'm not that bothered about. The casino he scene. Wear, he has to wear a nice suit. Yeah, yeah, a nice, or a, yeah, nice tailored suit. Or also his Volta PPK. Um, Aston Martin of some shape or form, or speedy car. Uh, exotic I locations, like beautiful that. girls. I love. I remember the music being very good here. I'm some of the best and... music in the film on this sequence. I actually think we've got it on mute. <laughs> I think this is one thing I don't like is the product placement. I'm really sorry. Sorry, Chris. What? Um, I think one of my issues is like you know, also is relatively lack of action as well. Now I think this opening scene is actually pretty good, but I don't mm. think it's actually spectacular. And this is kind of basically kind of like the main action set piece, apart from like well, the, the the last one, really. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Having said that. As I mean, I wouldn't say a non-action guy because we've all been talking offline about John Wick and The Raid in recent days. The Raid because it's getting a remake. So those two films particularly we've talked about a lot and it's it's quite clear that under certain circumstances I really like action. But when you think about Dr. No being still one of my favourites, 
I'm quite happy to have Bond just like strolling around in a suit looking cool and being fucking badass. I don't yeah. necessarily need these big set pieces. I, I I don't necessarily, but I just think, look, I, I just look at this and like, I like it's good and everything. And I don't understand that Sam Mendes isn't necessarily like a, an action film director and he's done well mm. considering. Yeah. Um, you look at Casino Royale and like, look at Casino Royale and every action set piece in this just pisses all over anything that's Inspector. That's well, a... I'd say I'd say with Casino Royale, I, mean, I don't ever think of that as a very action-heavy film, really. It's not, but, but, the, but the action's but in it is really good. In, well, exactly, I think I could sit here and name them all. Yeah. Yeah. I think to be fair, after after Quantum, not that it was too too action-heavy, um, but I think it's kind of good to have oh, a bit of balance so, between on, as well. Becca, I've got to interrupt before it goes. Look, fruit, Chris! <laughs> oh, <I know>. Quick, <laughs> straight <laughs> to the <laughs> This is a yeah, free to corner, fruit getting smashed all over. <laughs> it was in sort of a corner as well. Sorry, Becca. Uh, you was. <laughs> quantum. I, I think Quantum is probably too action heavy, if I'm honest. I think because of the ed- ed- stuff is because of the editing as well, definitely. But I think this one you've got more of a more of a balance. Yeah, I, I think I think the way the way they they decided to shoot um, Quantum uh, affected it. I think if had it had it done it in a different way. It would just yeah, would have been. It just it just would have been a really really action heavy, fast paced bomb film. I think. Um, well, I, I do wonder if it would have been a better film with an extra half an hour with the same amount of action as we had. Because there were Possibly. parts in that film you just think stop. It's a bit like he sees Felix in the bar, mm. and they only get like a few seconds talk. And I've well, always thought yeah, stop you didn't get any breathing space, do you? Yeah. It needs to breathe a bit more. Yeah, definitely. I think that's where it suffers. Really, kind of. There's too much kind of choppy action. Mm-hmm. And, and I've always felt that, mate, that, that could have, there was always a director's cut in there, or like, because always there was a, a ton of deleted footage in it as well. And I just thought, oh, why, why, why wasn't that like another special edition DVD release? And it's just like really annoying. <laughs> I mean, you never know what when, when they're talking to sort of save their own reputation. But if I take what Mark Forster said at face value, he set out to make a shorter Bond film. Mm. And I do wonder if, if that's absolutely true then I do wonder if he's almost like cut his nose off to spite his face. Yeah. You know, that he's, he's cut it past where it needs to be cut because no damn it, this is going to be short. He's, he's made, he's made a promise at the start and now he's like, fuck. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't... I don't think you should start a film off saying that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm always a stickler for like 90 minute rule, generally speaking, but bomb films generally are like two hours slightly over that at least. Um, I know there was yeah, an article, I mean, I was think, it, um, this um, month's Empire just gone, um, about whether, you know, whether a film's getting longer, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I think it depends on, what, obviously, how you tell the story. It's, it's all in the editing, isn't it, at the end of the day? Well, but I, I mean, kind of think come... Bond films are kind of creeping up and up and up. And it, it's, it's certainly under Mendes, it, seemed like, it has seemed like an inflated sense of self-importance that has made them longer. I mean... Kind of like Skyfall, Nolan, kind okay. of like... Factor. Yeah, I, that's why I always think there's got to be a tension with the studio. You, you've almost got to be arguing a little bit over length and cut rather than just letting a director do whatever they want. I'm all for director freedom, but it's got to at least be questioned. Um, it's got to be a bit give and take, isn't it, really? It's a and Spe- Spectre shouldn't have been that long. Spectre's like the longest Bond film now. It is. Why? It's, it's relatively throwaway as a Bond film. It, it's... I mean, it's about forty minutes longer than Tomorrow Never Dies. Why? I mean, no, it, it all depends on like you know, kind of the story editing and that as well. But I'm with this I, stupid I guess you, you idea for a plot as well. Spectre. I mean, 
Well, I mean, at film length, you cannot generalise because I, I look at something like The Godfather, it's two minutes short, shy of three hours and it never, ever drags. No, it's considered I, one I, of the best movies ever made, you know. It's... And I've tried to cut together um, intros to that because I'm always well ahead with that sort of thing. And I did the intro for all three and I shared them with Chris and said, what, well, I shared them with all of us, actually. But I said, what did you think? And Chris came back and said, um, on the first one, he said it's too long. And the mm-hmm. reason... But I've, I'm struggling to find a shorter clip because yeah. the film breathes and there's gaps and they, they talk for a long time and they, they take a while to get to the point. And it's not it's all classic. It's really difficult. But um, I do like this opening sequence. The only thing the only thing I will say is you talk about product placement. There's only two places it bothers me here. There's the long loving look at his watch. Yeah, that's a bit and weird. And there's also which he says VW Beatles. Yeah, rather than Volkswagen. <laughs> well, no, just Beatles, surely. VW Beatles, or rather than the Beatles, because otherwise they'd have to pay money to <laughs> Apple as well, which I'm sure they do anyway. But, you know. Apple. Just just to kind of, you know, distinguish. That's fruit folks. That's fruit folks. <laughs> <laughs> but also you had, you've got Heineken in this as well. Um, lots of other... There we go, that's the watch shot. That's the money shot there. there. That's longer well, than by watch it, by a long... Going by that watch, folks. You know, I think product placement doesn't particularly bother me. I just go, yeah, okay, fine. They had to, yeah, it's, I, it's had to, had to find money somehow. I just find it a bit impressive in these in these scenes here. But as I say, that that's fine. It's, it's done. I mean, the Heineken thing I thought was done pretty naturally. If you didn't know it was coming, I'm not even convinced you'd have noticed. He's lying no, on his it. bed drinking a beer. Later on, Tanner and Q are drinking a beer. No, that's it. But we've just we've just seen in the um, in the chase through the through the souks and bazaars as well. Literally just knocking over Heineken crates left, right, and centre. It's just like, oh. but I'd say that's what it is, and that's that's how they get that's how they get their money. So you know, fair enough. But bear, bear in mind, you do like when this was at the cinema, you get got hit with loads of like adverts for included Bond as well. So you had like the Heineken yeah, advert. But... Yeah, fair enough. The only problem I've got with this bit is the back of the train's being ripped off and presumably slowed down by that digger fucking thing. Yeah, nobody seems bothered. Uh, and, and no one's bothered. They're all like <laughs> chilled out. They're looking at him there, admittedly. But it's all like, that's interesting, isn't it? Hold on, what's going on? Nobody's concerned for our safety. Hmm. Well, there's a, there's a bit in the uh, new John Wick where you know, John Wick fighting a guy to like when having a knife fight. And there's people just on, on the train just like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, they're having a fight. Oh, John right. Wick, that reminds me, John Wick reminds me of the sort of Kill Bill universe. Yeah. Where, where she gets on the plane and her sword's right beside her. Yeah. Things <laughs> that like that. Be able I, to happen. It is kind of almost like a comic booky universe. Oh, it's definitely we'll like... Have, we'll, have, we'll have to do uh, John Wick and John Wick 2 at some point, I think. Uh, I'll tell you what, if well, we're still going, when Tom John Wick comes out, when John Wick 3 comes out, we'll review all three. Yeah. Add it to the canon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I look forward to doing it. I hope it comes like as soon as possible. Is it definitely going to be a trilogy then? And that'll be kind of the end all of it. Yeah, I, I, I will be surprised if there wasn't another one because I, I think generally a lot of people there's a lot of interest in it. Um, it's increasingly. Well, so how far can you take it? Well, no, they've increasingly done well. Like there's talk of a TV series. I mean, like the this the new one's done better than the mm. second one at the box They're office. Really well. So have you seen two yet, Becca? No, not yet. I need to catch it. The, re- the reason I say that is you're asking, will it stretch to a third? If you'd watch two, it's really obviously a third there. Sure. Okay. And it's like really, really... It's, it could potentially be better than the second one. Okay. 
Anyway, we're about to find out how crap the shop money penny is. <gasps> Spoiler alert. I do struggle with this she's incompetent thing. I, I don't... No, it's, I it's not her fault. I'm she's done a great job really during this fault. pre-title. I mean, you know, I felt, I think any sharpshoot would say, like, how the fuck can you... It's a really difficult shot to get, I would imagine, another sale. Obviously, well, I'm the not thing movies person, always get but... wrong, if you watch something like American Sniper, which is a film I hated, but let's just go with the technical bit of it, it always sells that crosshairs thing that you think, well, surely when they're in the middle of that, you hit fire and that's it. Yeah. But they've not got always... to adjust for wind speed. Might not always be the case. Yeah, fucking everything. And yeah, and here it's like guessing where they're going to be as well. Mm. No, that's it. Yeah, it's kind of you got to move along with the train, haven't you? Before obviously they vanish into a tunnel. Yeah. And I she... said this. Ju- Sorry, go on, Chris. No, and, and then she's forced into taking the shot anyway. It's just not like. Yeah, but you've got M micromanaging in the background yeah. as well, haven't you? So. Yeah, well, the, M has to be there because she gets the blame for this. Oh, and no, if it was course. just Bond out on his own doing something, you're well. I know she's his boss, but why is she getting the blame? Um, and also with Bond, you've got the history of it being sort of personal vendetta as well. But obviously here he's, you know, it's, it's a sort of routine mission, as it were. Yeah. So. You wouldn't know that green skin, would you? Yeah, I, know I, I was, was like, just about no, you to wouldn't. say that. I said no, you that wouldn't. during the review, didn't I? You did. That, yes. that is one of the. Uh, we talk about CG and oh, CG and all the rest of it. That's Done well, you don't. You don't even you know. know. Well, I, th- I, I think you can tell. I think you can you can tell while looking at it, but it's done really well because it's got the um, the rain going on. It just it just I can't feels tell, natural. Chris. Yeah, you wouldn't, yeah, you, know you wouldn't know. Had you not pointed it out, you wouldn't even know. And I only know because Sam Mendes said on the commentary. No, that's it. You wouldn't know otherwise. It's an example of visuals done done right. What do we think to Adele's Oscar-winning one theme? I love it. It's grown on me. Did, it's grown on me. I didn't love it when I first heard it. I thought it was a bit of a dirge. Has uh, Sam Mendes' uh, <laughs> uh, song uh, grown on you? Sam Mendes? <laughs> I mean, Sam, oh, uh, Sam, uh, Sam, uh, Sam Smith. Smith. Yeah, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Sam Mendes sings a boppy. <laughs> He's launched a singing career now on top of everything else. <laughs> I must, this is yes, probably one of the more, um, more downbeat in, in terms of it. In terms of its oh, I love it. Um, look, it look it looks beautiful. It does look really beautiful, but it's quite depressing. <laughs> but I do love it, though. I mean, I, I know they've got better tools at their disposal, and the very ideas that inform this sort of thing is, you know, taking the ideas of someone else. It, it is standing on the shoulders of giants that mm. if Morris Binder hadn't done what he did, then you wouldn't have this. We, we wouldn't be here today. But having said that, you can't. It's not even in the same universe. Morris Binder's work. This is amazing stuff. No, I think. I mean, yeah. As much as I love Morris Binder and everything, I think Daniel Clayton has been a real boon to the series for sure. Um, obviously, for, for Quantum, it was done by a completely different company. Obviously, they brought their own game to the table. And but it was rubbish. To, to have Danny Clayton back is, is just is fantastic. Mm. You know, and there you're looking at, you know. Oh, just it's brilliant blood and yeah yeah it looks very pretty but i just think they've all kind of seen obviously a lot of death and destruction you just think oh you know cheery have some dancing girls you know i don't know why but that, that's my favorite shot which is the, the gun that shot there is classic bond you yeah that's a fantastic sudden, shot where you suddenly get a cut forward in perspective that used to happen a lot in bond films yeah we don't see that very much very often yeah. so it's nice to have it there isn't it i think 
I love his dragons, are so cool. It's not wildly sexual either, it's just really good. Yeah, it just feels like very slick, classy and traditional as well. It just feels like, yeah, that's what Bond's about. It never looks cheap, does it? No. You know, he can have naked women dancing around and it still manages to look classy. And it, Whereas you, something like, you look at something like A View to a Kill mm. and you're watching it thinking, <laughs> yeah. you're watching it thinking mm, neon. this is really fucking cheap and nasty and <laughs> a bit tacky. I think it's just because it was the 80s and it was like neon everywhere, wasn't it? I think I was a bit like... But. Mark O'Connell made the point they didn't have a lot of money for it, so I'm not, I don't wish to be... No, too- yeah, we're not bashing it for sure. But still, you know, even if you just got like a bunch of ladies dressed in neon, it's it's still pretty crap considering it. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. See, it's mirrored. The, yeah. the wounds on the other side. Yeah, it's really clever. They do cheat on that a few times because sometimes the wounds are right side. I think they did make a slight mistake having him shot twice through the same shoulder because it confused people. Yeah. They were like, well, hang on, wasn't he already... With, hang on, he pulled the bullet out. Wasn't that money penny shot? Hang on, that was through the same shoulder. Yeah. It was a bit confusing. <laughs> a bit confusing. Um, but earlier in the scene, you do see blood seeping out the back, so at least a fragment of the bullet's gone right through. Oh, it's all baby blues. He needs bluer eyes, though. <laughs> They're not blue enough for you, Dave. Not blue enough. No. <laughs> he must have the blue eyes and shibbies. Typical London always pissing down rain. Yeah. It's funny, before Craig, we never used to see rain in Bond films at all. Yeah. Rainiest Bond movies in the series. Well, we didn't well, see much first... of London, though, really, in the previous Bond films. Well, you'd get establishing shots, wouldn't you? Yeah. That was it. So is this, is this the second time we've seen Bond's obituary now? Uh, we saw it on the newspaper in You Only Live Twice. Oh, sorry, third time. What was the other one? You Only Live Twice. No, I've just said you only live twice. What's the oh, other? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, um, tomorrow never dies. You said. No, I didn't. Did I? <laughs> I'm joking. Don't worry. You confused me then. Uh, tomorrow never dies. He was kind of teasing him with it, really. So it wasn't yeah. published, was it? Lax punch, don't you think? Mm. Lax punch. Yeah, so do you, mate. <laughs> um, I, I really the, uh, like the lack of vanity in this. I mean, just. They, they are, Judy Dench is unafraid to be shown as getting a bit past it. And it's only the way she shot. I mean, you could still have her play an M now if you really wanted to. But... She plays it with a real sense of dignity, doesn't she? Yeah, I, I think she's terrific. I don't think I've ever seen her in a bad role. She's a class act all the way. I think, yeah, definitely in this role, obviously it's coming towards the end of her tenure. Um, well, it is the end of her tenure. Spoiler alert, folks. Um... Yeah, would it, sorry, would it... but there it is. <laughs> yeah, if you've not seen Skyfall, like majority of the population of the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we get to this scene, you're like, I was expecting to like, all oh, right, so uh, Ralph Fiennes is going to be like a really sort of sleazy or really sort of dislikable person. And I get, came to this scene, I thought he seems quite reasonable. Really. <laughs> He's really quite yeah. dignified. He's quite buttoned up. He is. Um, but that's actually perfect for M anyway. The mm. forthcoming M, obviously. And I, I think, you know, whatever we think of this film, flaws or whatever, I think some of the early parts of this film are pretty masterful. I think the pre-title we've just seen, the title we've just seen, everything is absolutely terrific. It's looking really good at this stage. And they w- walk a fine line here because 
he's not made dislikable to us, but they've characterised him in such a way that he would he will be a pain in the ass to M and Bond. Mm. So sure. they're allowed not to like him, but we're allowed to think he's okay. Well, it's a, it's a it's a thing about like a, a new boss with different set of rules. So everyone kind of goes, "Oh fuck's sake!" You know, I mean the, the adjustment op- period. Yeah. yeah, it's like used to let's get away with like this before, but. The only thing I don't understand is that it appears she says he's her boss. So how does he end up in her role? I might be overthinking it there, but I mean later he's 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 in a parliament. What I think is a parliamentary committee, and that's normally made up of MPs. I, I think. So I'm a little bit confused as to what and who he is now. Uh, for reasons. <laughs> so yeah. He's involved in the story, I guess. Lots of reasons, narrative reasons. I mean, I, I never really. T- I mean, I, I, it's a, it's an odd thing. I don't think he's necessarily here, um, her superiors, but he's basically there to kind of like, as the different operators stepping in to, to like take charge or oversee like the transition yeah, okay. or something. Um, yeah. So, it's 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 a difficult. I think it's one of those difficult things. He's not necessarily in this doing the same job. He's doing something completely different. That is just Fair kind enough. of like being a, an element of. Her resigning, essentially. Such a change from the Brosnan era as well, because the only time we saw her in the back of a car in that, she was like, hunkered, hunkered down in her seat, drinking heavily. <laughs> you know, it, it's just a, it's just an all-business era, isn't it? Pump up for information. I know. First time you mentioned that, Becca. Think on your sins. <laughs> That's more never dies. Who's, yeah, who's this hacker? It's going to be some hackering whiz. Starring Edward Snowden. (laughs) (laughs) After the Snowden movie as well. Max von (laughs) Glockenspiel. Max von von And even here, she gets out of the car. She sort of... uh, She she struggles to get out of the car. I don't know how much of that is deliberate. And then she says, do you know who I am? And when she looks at the building, then what happens? She just looks old. I mean, she is old, but I mean... No, but they're accentuating it in the way it's filmed. Sure. Then she's teeny tiny. So. Is she? Why is she really short? Have you met her? In, 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 in real life. Uh, no, I've not met her, but I've like, seen her on the red carpet. And, uh, oh, okay. In real life, she's teeny tiny. But it's like one of those things we get really star-tru- starstruck and it's like, oh, she's teeny but I can't go over and say hello. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is the Heineken money shot. Yeah, but even then, they're not, you know, they're, he's not holding it conspicuously so we can see the label no. or anything. I've got my hand over the word Heineken. Would he have a scar on both, on both sides? Or... No, no, he's been shot twice through the right, same okay. shoulder. But it almost implies Money Penny shot him through the original wound. It, it's not that clear. It's one of those films that I I have an opinion on its look and it's a little bit away from the consensus on it. But I always feel when I'm watching it that I might change my mind at some point because there are some shots in it that are just so lovely. What do you think of like Bond uh, with the Scorpion? That's CG. That's CG. Um, 
Of course it is, but it's still it's terrifying. Well, I just love the, the... This is... This, to me... And I'm not the biggest expert on the books, although I've read most of them. Becca's read them all. This is the literary bond. There's kind of a... A never happy, almost... Not a death wish in mm. it, but... I think, yeah, yeah and de- definitely in terms of like the literary bond, the kind of character that we see is literally, unless he's facing death or he's living every, right to the very edge... He's not, not that he's not, not ever happy. It's kind of a, he, he's, he's not content unless soul he's, cancer. you know. Yeah. Yeah, he does, literally, in, in the opening pages of Casino Royale. Yes, it's definitely a callback to the truth Bond, for sure. Um, and obviously, with Bond, it's all about taking risks and making risks. Uh, like, if you're trying to drink, you know, <laughs> a scorpion attached to your hand. That's probably one of the biggest risks you can take. Is that Martin Lewis reading the news? I just wonder where he's got all this money from to uh... drawing on his pension. I think I, I haven't looked up yet. Is it, uh, we do see Hugh because uh, James Bond Radio hit their third birthday recently, and they were asked the question: um, Who in the Brosnan and Craig era played the same character in both, apart from M? And the answer was um, Hugh Edwards. Because he reported the news of uh, the kidnap ordeal of Electra King being over, over, and he's also in this. Oh yeah, of course he is. Yeah, I did. I didn't know. Is he still being doing new stuff? No idea. Spoilers for James Bond Radio's third birthday, folks. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, guys! Happy birthday, JBR. I don't know if they listen to us, but happy birthday if you do. <laughs> I'd like to wish they do, but I'm sure they don't, but I can dream. Right. Yes, I but I got to be one of, one of the wettest Bond movies. And... <laughs> Sorry, that's Voice of an Angel there. Oh. I need the next one theme, Chris. <laughs> I'll write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. I'll write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. I love how Bond always breaks into Em's home, wherever she may go. He always finds a way in. Well, he's, twice he's done it now, hasn't he? Yep. Even though she's pretty much threatened to kill him next time. Yeah, last time he was like, I'd be done for treason. And Bond, don't break into my home she again. She said, if you break again. into my home again, well, he hasn't broken into that home, he's broken into <laughs> Ah. But technically. <laughs> yes, yeah, a new home after Mr. M passed away. He looks fucked, doesn't he? He does look a bit worse for wear. He could do with a shave. It does look, I mean, compared to what you go from Casino Royale to here, and he, he does, he has aged visibly. He doesn't look like, terrible, but obviously, here I think he's meant to look, obviously, like shit. <laughs> he looks more past it. A little bit. I agree, the buzz cut hairdo doesn't really do him any favours. It really doesn't. No. <laughs> It's, so it's, it's, really it's, well. it's fine here, you know. He's not got it that short yet. This was um, reshot. They weren't happy with this the first time. 
Oh, really? Like, what was wrong with the other one? Uh, Sam Mendes just blamed himself. He just said it didn't work. She said they were almost too nice to each other. There was no, it wasn't. There was no prickliness in it. Yeah. No tension. Mm. All right. So it was still like pretty much word for word. It just the way it played. I'm assuming so. I mean, you never know because obviously writers are frequently on or around the set mm. and things get rewritten. But I think it was largely the same. They just redid it. Which means, obviously, this wasn't first day. The first day filming is coming up. Which was the first day filming? We'll see it in a minute. I'll point it out in a moment. Yeah. This is the first day filming. I'm assuming it's all shot in the same day, his journey into MI6. But, yeah, that's the first day. All right. And so new new digs. Yep, new digs. Wow. I do like this piece of music. I'm not too hot on the on the scores, unfortunately, but I'm getting there. But this is the one I can always pick out. I don't know why. You're not a fan of the score, generally. No, um, this one I I struggle with. Like this one and Spectre D kind of sound. They are quite samey for me. But no, generally in terms of like aspects of Bond knowledge, um, I must say the score and soundtracks are probably my weakest area. Yeah. Um, something which I'm rectifying as we go along I could hear this in my head I do know what new digs sound like I, put, I did put it on the music episode we did talk about it and I put new digs yeah we on. did mention it didn't we mm. I'd love to get um, Warren from Kitty Music on the show but I think he's a busy boy at the moment <laughs> maybe it's something to do for the future perhaps well the trouble is He'd want to come on for music, and Charlie's our music guy. Oh, no, that's and, and they're very different from each other in terms of how they approach it. Sure, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a way we can handle it anyway. And not only that, yeah, of course, he's uh, music guy. Essentially, listeners, go and if you've not heard them, look up Q the music. It's literally the Q the music. Um, you can find them on YouTube. They're amazing. It's probably like the UK's number one Bond tribute band. Absolutely fantastic. If you've not heard them, give them a listen. See, we were told that, that Bond's completely not good enough anymore, even though he still looks amazing. He still looks... He still looks pretty buff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and it's it's... It doesn't really come to play that often. I mean, I think if we have talked about this before... I think you disagree, don't you, Dave? What's that? About uh, the fact that he's um, his, his ability, they, they play to the fact that he's not physically fit to go back into... Um... No, I totally agree with that. What I disagree with that it's got anything to do with his age. Because mm. three months before the, the events of this scene, he's a peak agent. It's an injury and a load of drinking and wondering if he wants to be part of MI6 anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with his age. Awesome. And here, it's the shoulder. Yeah. And they, they, they show it. I mean, he just rubs the shoulder here. And it's easy to miss, but he's rubbing the shoulder there. Later on, when he goes after Patrice, it telegraphs that he's still got a problem with that arm. He's taken. He takes out the shrapnel, so it's going to heal, but it isn't healed yet. 
Is that walking towards the target uh, part of the thing, or is it just him going, fuck it, I work better, I shoot better when I'm like in action kind of thing? No, I think he's just pissed off. I think that, that that's that's uh, that's a disciplined agent's version of almost a temper tantrum. That's what I think it is. All right. It's a little more shocking as well, especially in the books he's meant to be, well, he's expert, expert pistol marksman. He's meant to be expert if you watch the film, so it's like he can do pretty much anything. There's nothing he can fly, do. Fly anything, <laughs> drive anything, use anything as expert in... in... Yep. <laughs> now, knows everything about everything if you watch Roger Moore films. What do you know of... Yeah. <laughs> what do you know of Butterfly as well? What do you know of... <laughs> You know X well. I know everything there is to know about X. But you know I think it, all. it got it got a bit obnoxious, and it got it got the same during the Brosnan era. You know, just the world's best at absolutely everything. But you've got the comedic aspect of it as well, and it's like, what, what do you know about obscure subject one? And he sort of reels off, or he knows about it. Otherwise, <laughs> I think that's great. Well, that's about it. I don't know anything more. Well, I don't know. Know. That's, <laughs> that's the entire history of X and Y. Why is that? Oh, I love it. Yeah, it did get a little bit over the top. Now, why is he that pissed off at mention of his childhood home? I don't ah. know. I thought Skyfall was this is a fucking paedophilia ring. He was fucking like a victim <laughs> or something. They make it sound like it's going to be something so awful. He's like, no, he's got it. this burning grudge to go back, and then like, I don't. I mean, I mean, they play reference to it, but I don't think they. Unless someone can, can explain it to me, why he burns so much resentment because at the end he does like oh I always hated this place and I was like why is it is it is it because it, is it, it just well, that's why you of... watch Spectre and find out is it because reminds him of his yeah, dead but, parents that, yeah but that was before all that in fact if anything Spectre muddies the water because we get the impression on this that um, Albert Finney brings him up well clearly not because he goes off to some foster home after his parents die and Don't if he hated it there, is it because he hated his parents? Well, you don't get that impression. So I really don't know if is the honest answer. No, go and read the Young Bond books, uh, Charlie Hickson and Steve Cole. But again, they're not canon. They don't count, so fuck them. Oh. <laughs> you know, they might be brilliant, but they don't care. I, you know, I'm a film fan. If I've got to go and read a book to like figure out what's happening in a film, the film's failed. Oh. It's the same with Star Trek, the, the reboot. I quite like the 2009 film, but so much richness was in that sort of prequel comic. Well, if I've got to read a comic to understand a film, the film's failed. I agree, Dave. I absolutely agree. The, the film, yeah, the film has to stand on its own two legs. It can't rely on any other source to kind of yeah. explain things for you or, or give it subtext. It it has to work on its own merit. And frankly, the Bond I'm interested in is around the 40 mark. Or so, and a you know, sort of drinker womanizer and a bit sort of bomb damaged from life. I, I don't want to know what I don't want to know what he was up to at school. I could not give a shit. No, they're really good stories. I can't really hype them up. No, I'm, I'm not <laughs> arguing with that, Becca. I, they might be brilliant, but they exist in a different universe. They're you know, I don't want to. I don't want to watch one series to understand another one. No, I get what you. I get what you're, you know. You're trying to say, but also, it's, if you kind of, if you do want to enrich your understanding of what, not of a whole. That's a bit rude. As a whole, um, then I, you know, I definitely recommend it as well. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's swagger like, here. 
Look and it sort this. of explain why. So. Hey, she loves it. <laughs> oh, she wants a piece of that. Oh, look, there's the. Yeah. Uh... I might shake my booty as I walk away. There's that. There you Ch- go. Your favorite bit of the film. The Churchill dog. Yeah. That's like that's the only time you ever any reference to it because it was so poignant at the end. So Lovely. Poignant. All those years, years see, we never saw it. See, even then, like I'd still like him, Mallory. I'd like. I don't really get why people think he's an asshole. <laughs> he's, he seems perfectly. Right, you got injured, fucked off for three months, turned up back pissed, failed all your exams. <laughs> And I'm just saying, are you sure you're ready? <laughs> you evil bastard! <laughs> but it, it does. I do like his line. Where he's, where he's uh, don't cock it up. It kind of gives like a nice hint of um, what is how his M's going to play. It kind of very oh, yes. kind of like kind of like a casual off um, off um, authority figure, like kind of like. Ah, don't fuck things up, 007. The way he gets out of the chair there, he's carrying an injury. You can see it. Mm. There has to be. Ray finds that the point where he filmed this was still in his 40s. Nobody moves like that. It's it's actually an amazing... It's actually a really subtle piece of acting. An old war wound. He'll get enough one by as well, at some point. Fair enough. She's just said I'm in charge. Fair enough. He's given her all the latitude she wants. But at the we don't want it's not meant to be, you know, we cannot get to the end of this film, find out he's in his new role and go, Oh fuck him. <laughs> you know, they they can't alienate us and I think they've 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 um walked that line very carefully. I think I just think it was probably a bit oversold as well. It's like I think they I think it's more to do with how they publicised it. Um, you know, in, in in the interviews as well, when they talk when like Ralph Fiennes was asked about his character or or then when they're explaining who who's who in, in, in the films, they kinda like pull the fact that he's he's a bit mysterious and he's and he's like maybe a bit untrustworthy, so you can have that expectation of him when the, in the film going in. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Did you fall off your chair? No, I'm about. To, I'm, I am about. To You're about to do a Ted dancing. No, I'm, I'm actually going to disappear for about two minutes because I need the loo. Okay. Ones I'm or twos. Folks. Keep going though, folks. Ones or twos. <laughs> it's private. I don't even know that. Twos then. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, where are we going to now? Oh yeah. He didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't pass them tests. Like, if you go to the Bond in Motion like... exhibition in London, you can see those tests. Can you? Yeah, they got they got them on display. Um, was it one of the main displays in the centre? As you go in, along with things like the passport and driving licence. And... I must have missed that. Um, Camilla's ID from uh, from Quantum. I don't remember that. Bloody big ship. All right, so this is the the Q scene. Uh... Yeah, I bet after this film came out, the entrance spiked to the National Gallery. It is a good-looking scene, I must admit. It was very beautiful, wasn't it? 
No, that's just my wish show, sorry. <laughs> so what's your take on the new queue? I mean, refresh us on your opinion of... Yeah, I, do, I just, I like the way, very much in, in the, obviously between like Sean Connery and, and Llewellyn, yeah, it's kind of very kind of like young, sort of, well, not young agent, but you know, um, young man as it were. Um, I guess it's really old, sort of duffer as it seems, but now you've got a completely kind of inverse relationship. Um, he is very much, you know, young sort of geek as it were, and Bond's the old hand. And I just love that relationship. I just think it's fantastic. It's completely flipped on its head. I think kinda, at the end of it, yeah, I think it kind of makes sense how like the tech guy will be younger than Bond, seeing the fact yeah, that. Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, I think I don't know. I, I'm not sure whether it's just a common stereotype back then. There's like the guy who the technology was like an older guy in a white lab coat, cooking up some sort of crazy experiments kind of, kind kind of like mad, not not a mad scientist well kind of a little bit like a mad but you, scientist but... yeah but you know what i mean that kind of like you know, yeah the, yeah that that kind of image so i suppose traditionally back in like say the 60s and possibly the 70s um that kind but of you get literally right at the other scene you know the two men have a complete and utter understanding of one another mm. even though there's a massive age gap there i just think it's perfect yeah you get a nice sort of subtle you know dig each, dig each of his age and it's like <laughs> and they kind of both make their point no yeah definitely but no I, I really like this key scene and I think um, yeah Ben Mushel was a real coup for the series I think and definitely if they were to bring his character back then now was precisely the right time to do it think but they... it's, gadget, it's a bit kind of gadget light I think it's not what this one the most amazing horse he's ever had well, what, what kind of gadgets would you bring in though well, no, that's it exactly. It's, it's kind of the right balance for this film. We don't want too many. You don't want not enough. As yeah. much as I love Desmond Llewellyn, his passing away did present an opportunity to move away from this stuff. The, for sure, definitely. I mean, they didn't take it obviously immediately because they had John Cleese in the next one. But it's just, it's the one bit of the film I'm not that bothered with. That you know, he turns up to see Q. Q shows him three or four interesting things which are, are turn out to be exactly what he needs at strategic moments in the rest of the film. That's the I whole point. <laughs> I don't care. My two favourite Bond films hardly have any gadgets in them. In fact, my three, because Licence to Kill doesn't have a lot. No, it's not very gadgety movie, is it? Well, it, has, um, it has a cute scene where he shows him like a load of stuff and he barely uses any of them. <laughs> no, that's yeah. it. Exactly. I, don't, there to I, I don't care. I love Desmond Llewellyn. I mean, Desmond Llewellyn, it shows how time's going by. He'd be about 102 now if he was still alive. He's a, no, he's a legend. But, you know, if, if there was still, you know, if, if if Desmond Llewellyn could have been in those films as long as he was fit and able, I thought he was great. But um, I don't oh, miss cool. that. I, I don't th- miss that. I don't even care if there is a queue, to be honest. But if there's going to be one, yeah, I, th- I quite like him. Gobby Ben Wilshire, I think. I, I think, just to catch up, I think uh, what... Um... When me and Becca were just saying how like the contrast uh, between how many younger queues than supposed to the older queue, and like back back in those days, I suppose it kind of made sense for there to be like an older guy in like a lab coat cooking up some sort of weird like sort of crazy experiments to like pull off these like sort of interesting t- uh, gadgets. But now, when you're more younger, technology esque um, world, it makes given the fact that. Bond is ageless. He's always around like late thirties, forties. The Q would be younger than him these days, so it kind of it, it does bring it up to date and kind of makes sense now for for Q to be younger, um, per se, as opposed yeah. to like back then. It would have been well, you know, 
the guy would have been older. I'm sure he would have been more experienced, more like. I mean, I, I've always felt with this film, Q had to give him something if you're going to yeah. meet the new Q. So a gun, fine. Can't just really hand him plane tickets. I just, I just wish that they made like the whole thing with the, 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 the thing, the thing with the gun, like the the it, only him can use it. It's used like once, and it's not like yeah. something that's sort of even stuck with the rest but of the film. It saves his life. Yeah, but it's it's done in the kind of like, all right, sort of well, away, isn't it? But yeah. it's, again, it, it's a real pivotal plot point. I think. I but it didn't. I mean, look. Uh, you know, I mean, look, it's look, not really. I mean, look, like what a, a bad guy. It seems like shot in London, not in China at all. A, a bad guy points a uh, gun at Bonds, uh, and he's saved by the fact that he can't shoot it. Or how else would you have done that if you didn't had that? Uh, fingerprint thing. Escape by Commodore Dragon. Yeah, but that's just so he, easy to he, get he, around. He, he could easily just it's like. It's almost harder to write it in than write it out. He could easily just have like, uh, just explain it in the fight sequence, like bonk it's a bunch of sand in his face. Then you know it's easily done. It's a cliche. It's a cliche. After all, it's only a film, you know. Yeah. No. Not that necessary though. <laughs> And plus, it's a nice touch, and plus, uh, and you got the license to reference as well. So you've yeah, got yeah, I, I guess. I, th- I think it's more original reference to um, uh, the Doctor No, isn't it? When uh, Q actually yeah. gave him uh, the Wolf of PPK in the first place. In the first place, definitely. Yeah, you've got a new Q, new author. It all starts again. It's very much one begins, isn't it? Pretty nice peacoat that must admit. He does look very stylish. I, I do I do wonder like I mean he's literally just he's there to essentially kill him isn't he? Or, yeah, he's or, going off the truth. But he's just let him kill a couple of innocents there. Uh, but he wasn't even looking up, was he? Yeah, I know, but it's just sometimes you think, oh, Bond could have stopped that. Is <laughs> <laughs> it messy? He probably knows that Bond's following him as well. So. Yeah. And again, he's like essentially he's like the second villain, really, and he's pretty sort of. He's not really memorable henchman. That's true enough. No, yeah, I must say he does kind of suffer from that a little bit, unfortunately. I suppose they do the best Quint. to kind of like make him like a silent sort of killer, but it's, it doesn't really. It... No, he doesn't. It doesn't kind of have like a physical. Presence, but then I guess maybe that's what's so memorable about him because he does he because of his looks. Yeah, I mean it's, it sounds shallow, but it, you know, it, I mean I don't know him as an actor, um, I'm, I, so I don't I'm so I can't really speak to his acting ability. But if if he had like some sort of visual image, if he was like someone who looked really unique, Metal teeth, bowler hat. Yeah, or, or yeah, but you know, or, or something like kind of because I think it's kind of like the Boba Fett thing, you know, when you have that yeah. that one character isn't in a lot but looks kind of cool and interesting, you want to know more. Um, it it adds to it, even though Boba Fett as a character is pretty is pretty much like, well, so what? I think Boba Fett's a complete fucking waste of time. I watched Star Wars for years without even knowing what his name was. <laughs> Everyone we used to go on about how amazing Boba Fett was. I liked Ooh. Star Wars and didn't even know who he fucking was. <gasps> Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett does fuck all in that film. <gasps> <laughs> He's right, though. 
I'm only joking, don't worry. I really don't want to see the early years as well. No, it's I'm like, saying that there's a bit five years old doing life. fuck all. Yeah, I don't. Part, part of the character's appeal is because he's so mysterious and you don't know too much about him other than he's a bounty hunter and, and clone and all the rest of it. You don't want to know the rest of it, really. That would just... I mean, the point you do a good job and actually make him, uh, make him an interesting character and, and, and add to that, but Dave is right. You've got to it, keep an open mind on it. He but doesn't do anything. You know, he actually doesn't do anything. He doesn't even catch a hand solo. No, not really. And the whole idea, because like, when they set it up, it's like you got like a bunch of these bounty hunters hunting down Han Solo and Leia, and you think, oh, well, this is going to be really, really fucking cool. And no, no, none of that. No, he's just the hardest working of the failures. <laughs> Which we'll get to when we do Star Wars. And I say it's a bit mm-hmm. of a letdown. Empire Strikes Back. But, uh... <laughs> well, it's no Attack of the Clones, admittedly. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but then what is? Now, the, this, Attack of the Clones is. This is a very, <laughs> very stylish. and I, I, do, I do like the... How this looks, the colours, yeah, yeah. just the whole visual image as well. The one bit I, I tell you, the one bit I don't like in a minute is when they start fighting hand to hand, and Craig aims like a kick at his like knee or something, yeah. and it's so clearly like a pull punch, you know, figuratively speaking, because mm. it's not a punch. Um, and I just look at Casino Royale, where for all the world it looked like they were fucking killing each other in in all of his fight scenes, yeah. It's just, it's almost too stylized. I do get, yeah, I, I do agree with you. In the actual fight, there's something about it that just doesn't look right. But it do, it is pretty to look at. It is pretty enough, yeah. Um, and I almost wish, I think, again, it was, I almost wish there was a bit more of a fight with these two as well. Again. Yeah, Bond, Bond could have stopped him from killing another innocent, but, you know, he just lets him shoot him. Yeah. That was a bit dumb. We could have let go of the gun and killed Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it almost doesn't look real when it's like that against the, the this backdrop. Okay, Becca, you've seen Creed. What's the link between that and this film? Thinking of our Pardon. forthcoming Rocky series. We're doing um, Rocky next, right after this. I have, but I don't know the link. There's um, a link between this and Creed. Really dense moment, what is it? Do you know Chris? Well, tell me when we come to do Creed. Um, what, between this uh, scene or uh, this, this film? film. Um, they fall asleep on Rocky's sofa watching this. Shit, yes. Oh, of course they do. Of course they do. So, has uh, Becca seen Creed but not, not the rest That's of the all Rockies? She's seen. Yeah, she cracked and watched Creed. Uh, I, yeah, I cracked under pressure. Oh. <laughs> and then apologised for it, which is so Becca. It was like, what's your film? What she you is like? so stunning. Becca? Well, you know, I'm not sure about well, that. Well, no, sorry. No, not, got... me. not me, obviously. It's, no, quite, it's quite a compliment, Chris, but no, nah, I know what you mean. She is. She is, and she's absolutely... She's not one of our favourites. But I think, I think that is so much a function of how under you she is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a real shame. Because you've got somebody like Benny Smiley. It looks like Michael Bleachy in Inspector. You've got some, obviously not her name that's more famous than her acting ability, but you've got somebody of that calibre, I guess. 
um, certainly of Billy Smilow as well. Um, and considering how little she's used in this film, it's just it's a real shame. But she's certainly got that exotic kind of other quality to her. Um, and she's, you know, a woman after all. Yeah, what do we think? What do we think of the films trying this hard to be relevant? Uh, is it is it going to be dated in five ten years' time? Evidently, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm not a fan of trying to. I much prefer films where they they try and keep it dateless as possible. I mean, obviously, I like the scene. So obviously, stuff like tech, like people use like technology, like phones and. And things like that, you know, I, fine. But if it's just a passing every day, but when it can kind of try and make a point of it, it's just it it does become like okay, you're just setting yourself up for failure. It just yeah. Up. I mean, they say when they start a Bond film now, they're like, well, what are, what are the key concerns in the world today? And I think, well, that's not what made Majesty special, apart from a passing reference to foot and mouth. I mean, end of the day, what what do you really want? I think what makes a Bond film, well, what makes a film special is character work, and you need like a story to tell. And that's got with nothing interesting to do characters. With, I don't know. Trump has been made president. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so anything can happen. Has nothing to do with that. So, like, oh, so in the next Bond film, we're going to see like, uh, like Bond well, try, no, they, they try, try, try and stop made. like a, like a, a billionaire become. The President well, of the United Person States. Wade said that, well, it's in a difficult place now because we don't know how you write Bond 25 now a Bond villain has become president. Right, not going to interrogate that statement too much. I'm just going to take that as read. Okay, he's a fucking Bond villain and evil and everything else. All right, fine. If that's true, ignore it. It's, it's a film. Fucking ignore it. If you don't know how the real world affects what you're doing, don't let the real world affect what you're doing. It's like with you two saying, like, oh, everything's changed now. We can't release our album because now Trump's president. It's like, like, pe- like people give a shit. <laughs> like, your, your musicians fucking pick up your guitar and go to work. You know, if anything, you what you kind of like, it, look, without getting political, if I was like, and like involved in entertainment, if I was a filmmaker, if I was a musician, and I would not stop what I, I was doing because, because, uh, someone I didn't like was in power of the United States or Britain or whatever. You know, it, if, if I felt that strongly, I would be like, you know what? The world needs lightheartedness. What I more. do. Yeah. The world needs that. It needs that, either that distraction or whether it's relevant or not well, I mean, to get the, by, Mar- you know. You, you look at Marvin Gaye, one of his best songs, What's Going On, all about Vietnam. Yeah. Well... Does it matter that it's about Vietnam? Well, it's layered, isn't it? You know, yeah. 50 years on, we can listen to it and go, that's really cool. Yeah. At the time, it it spoke to something. And there's that as well. Or, or you can just have, like, a, a fun 
pop song that doesn't really mean anything but people enjoy and listen to. Yeah, you two are all about the fun. But yeah, but yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like I you know, exactly. there's it's that element. So you know, yeah. I guess it's like taking yourself a little bit too seriously there. But then yeah, it, and I, I don't, I don't mind people writing political songs and yeah. doing everything else, but. The Bond series has been running since 1962. In that time, we've had the Vietnam War, we've had a couple of Gulf Wars, we've had Afghanistan, we've had 9-11. In this country, we've had the Falklands. We've had, politically, we've had uh, Thatcherism, we've had Blair, we've had all sorts of different things happen in this world. We've had IRA bombs, we've had all sorts. And the series carries on. Why does the... um, election of a fucking narcissist have any effect on the Bond series? <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, you could even, like, play with the idea of Bond maybe taking on the president or something along those lines. But what it, I mean, but, on, it, on, on but that, it could because... be, like, completely irrelevant, <laughs> though, because, like, 24 even fucking did it years ago. Yeah, but on that logic, right, House of Cards should just not bother with the next series. <laughs> it's like, well, it's fiction. We'll just take that universe. Well, he's not as bad as Trump. Well, he probably is, actually, because he murders people and shit. But, like, whether he is or isn't, it doesn't matter. It's a fictional fucking universe. Yeah. And isn't the whole point of films escapism? <laughs> like, you watch him to escape what's actually going on in, like, in your oh, world. No. Just, like, you know, lose yourself in, like, for two hours. Yeah. You know? Now, I have to admit, this casino is gorgeous, if it is a casino. Yeah, yeah it is a casino. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's stunning, isn't it? And I, I, the sound design's really good as well because their their sound relative to each other does change as they're walking around. Yeah, it's really clever. It's nice. Like the other night, she's about to walk past him in a minute, and you don't really know. I noticed now because I know where she is, but it's not until she's walking towards him. Originally, I spotted it, and the sound moves with her. Oh yeah, when when she walks past, it's like you can you can tell. Yeah, it moves in a surround sound yeah. environment. It would be moving away from you as she goes past. Thanks a lovely Sid man. I own one of these chips. So I said you're probably not listening, but anyway, hello. And thanks for the chip. Who and what? <laughs> Sid man who appears at the end of the scene to give Bond the, you know, the suitcase full of full of money. Right. And you got a chip off him. Yeah, I got a chip. But yeah, and, um, yeah, from a floating dragon. So it's a, it's a prop. It's not very high value. No, but yeah, I think that's very cool. I'd say hello, thank you, even though I said thank you to him anyway. I, 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 it's a there he is. There he is. As an overall Bond girl, she wouldn't rank that high for me, but it is purely about how long she's in the film. Yeah. But is there a single film in this series where the Bond girl pro- provides a better performance? Um, well, she's saking, she recovers her composure. There's, it's incredible. Oh, I see, I see what you mean. Um, I'm saying pound for pound. Yeah. She's not the best Bond girl because she's hardly in it and she doesn't, in the end, end up mattering that much. But in the one major scene she's in, have, have we seen anything better in this series? What, for, for that gonna... ma- match for screen time? So you can't have someone like Vesper or... or I'm just talking yeah. about one scene. I'm just yeah. talking about... Vesper's brilliant. She's one of my favourite Bond girls and I've got a soft spot for Eva Green anyway. But you just go like, well... Was there anything she did that was better than this one scene? I think, oh, I think it depends, but I... I it really di- depends on, on the character. I, I don't think you can answer that at all, really, to be fair, because, you, you, you know, you kind of got to judge them by the amount of time they're on screen. The actress playing them as well. 
Um, there are better actors and worse actresses there than, than Bernice Smiley for sure. Um, I think other actresses have been better in their role um, than her just purely because they're on the screen for much longer. Um, I really don't think it's fair to answer that question at all, unfortunately. I mean... But yeah, it's it's difficult. It's, it's all relative to the film. With with Vesper, you got that, that scene on the train, which is, I think is just great. Um, and there's probably other scenes you quite mentioned in Casino Royale. Uh, She's got more screen presence overall, and she, she commands yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, as just a piece of acting, this woman slowly, re- slowly reveals, and you can almost see it best second by second, that she starts showing she's scared slightly more and slightly more. You can see that handshake, off, don't you? She starts, you, can same, you can say the same for Lupi as well in Nothing to Kill. Um, she starts you can also with, say the same for something like Domino as well. She's not an actress. I don't think Domino's that good, to be honest with you. But you've got her getting more and more scared and then more and more composed as she tries to recover her composure and I just think it's it's a little bit special yeah for the short amount of time he's on screen he's certainly powerful but I think in terms of like other other actresses have been not, not, not that she's particularly poor in the role I'm not saying um, better I'm talking about impact on a certain scene that's all I'm yeah, saying definitely. Yeah. I think yeah I think I think I think they have been to be honest I mean she does do really well in the role and I do like her a lot I think that you, just, you can't compare. For me, I, I, I find it really hard to do. Um, I know, I know what you mean, Becca. I mean, I, I, I just, I think we all agree. It's just a shame that she didn't yeah, you, have you don't see very more often. of a role. You know, if you know what I mean, like a bit, yeah. like something a little bit more to do with than like have one scene and then spoiler get killed off. Well, she's you know? scared, and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. I think yeah, it's, it's very sad that you've got somebody you know with as much um, acting power as Benny Smarlow. Definitely, um, it's a real shame that you didn't see it much. That and, she, that and she's a fitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems terrible. She's actually physically shaking. And then, you know, obviously, mind is up behind her. That's a difficult um, thing to fake. It is, definitely. But no, just so somebody of her talents is capable well, maybe of Maybe Daniel Craig is that intimidating. <laughs> maybe maybe they had, like, uh, Rachel Bryan. Well, he's only being filmed from the waist up. Perhaps he's got his <laughs> knob out in this massive... <laughs> Maybe I'd like pants on. Maybe I'd like Rachel Vyers in the corner of the set, like Ina, as she was like trying to like. I'm looking at you. That's my husband, George Chatterton. Rachel Vyers would have been an amazing Bond girl. I know. Why she... hasn't she? Oh, she must be in it. I'm sure she'll be in it at some point. Well, she's. I mean, I'm not being funny. It'll be too cause... knowing. It'll be too. Like... It would be, wouldn't it's it? Too it knowing would. now for that reason. Yeah. So she's coming up about 47 now, and they don't tend to cast them that, that age. I mean... It, there, there's ageism in Hollywood, for sure. I, I always thought she would have been good as, like, a, a bomb villainess. Like, a little bit of a... Oh, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? That'd be interesting. You know, I think, I think if she was going to be a Bond girl, it would have been in the Brosnan era. Yeah. If, um, if they did... If they ever did Blofeld as a woman, she would be good. I think she would be a good choice. Oh, really? I think so. But in all, not saying like they they should actually do that because that sounds awful. But if they did, or they did like a Blofeld type villain, but as a woman, I don't think that's too terrible. I don't think. Bad enough that it was one stepbrother, and now you're saying it's a woman. <gasps> yeah. <Sacrilege. laughs> You, yeah. you've Remember gone... when you fingered me when we were teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of Blackadder 2 with you, Larry, too. Like, <laughs> you don't remember me, do you? It's not Flossy! <laughs> 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 Flossy. <laughs> but didn't we? Yes! 
Yes. <laughs> Blackadder, you must watch it. Anyone listening who's not seen Blackadder, we've mentioned it in previous podcasts. I know we have, but it's Seek it out. It's, it's a work of, of comedy genius. Season two is probably the strongest, but two, three, and four are all great. Well, they change his character as well, don't they? Kind of, he starts off kind of a bit dim after then, season one. Season se- one, yeah, is yeah. And then season two onwards, he's which the smartest smart. guy in the room. Yeah. Even though Baldrick has some really hilarious lines. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. If I have three beans... Hey, get if I have three beans, then I have two more beans. It's four beans. How many, how, many be- how many beans do I have? Oh, some beans. Oh. <laughs> some beans. A very small casserole. <laughs> what does that make? A very small casserole. <laughs> a reasonable casserole. Oh, some beans. Oh, so much fun. He looks like a bird who swallowed a pot. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think, Nob- is it Nob and Nobility? Is it, is it during the Regency period? I think that's probably my favourite uh, episode. Nob and Nobility, is that the French Revolution one? Oh, that's the one, yeah, sorry. Chris Barrett's in that. That's my favourite, I think, so funny. Anyway, let's focus on Bond, shall we? Oh, the horrible CGI. This is where, yeah, CGI Komodo dragons. That's Daniel Craig doing his comedic... <laughs> That's the Roger Moore no. shot. Oof! <laughs> Oof! That's the Roger Moore sound. Yeah. I think what you do is just edit some Roger Moore going... Oof! Into the uh, Daniel Craig scene. Oh, look, you can't find the gun, because... Oh, that's only... Bond... Good luck with that. that. Yep. That's what he said. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't do a Roger Moore thing where you sort of like... Sit. <laughs> <laughs> Only Roger Moore can do Roger Moore's stuff. Yep. Should you join face? No. Ah, that's lucky. Gotcha. He probably saw up a dress then as well. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to go out. Look, be a lady. It's a flying, flanking reference there. Yeah, that was a bit random. I don't. Circle of life. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what he means by that. Mm, no. So he loses his gun right, like, right now for just. Okay. That was the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, at the time people are upset with um, how a character was dealt being like a sex slave then just being like, uh, after being murdered, how Bond reacted. You know, I can can argue against most of that, but it wasn't necessary. I can argue about most of the sexism in this film, but in fact, she was a sex slave. I, I think it's brave in the one regard because... You know, a lot of people would just go, oh, he's jacked up, he's the sex slave. But uh, quite aside from that, I think it's kind of brave, but at the same time, it ends up um, looking at, um, it makes her look, <sighs> what's the best way to say it? Redundant. She ends, 
she ends up looking like, well, she's still just looking for anybody. Yeah. I think, and I think it comes down to our initial problem with it, is the fact that she isn't given enough to do and there's nothing nothing much more to a character. Um, and if that was there, that would be... L- I'm not, I'm not saying it might not be a problem for some, but it'd be less of a problem, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because you could have like worked out more character stuff that would have justified certain things or would have made more sense, you know, had you had done more stuff. There's a chance to also build more sympathy for her as well. Yeah, as well. I mean, I, I always think the intentions tend to be good. I don't imagine she's still got the mentality of a sex slave. Yeah. So I would imagine it's fine. But at the same time, she's still a man's plaything. She's still kind of Silver's slave, effectively. And so being fucked by Bond doesn't exactly... It doesn't fill me with warm fucking thoughts about any of it. I think think the thing is, well, essentially this is... The plot has to go with Judy Dench's arc. Now, had that not been the priority, had, like, let's just say this wasn't Judy Dench's final Bond film, so to speak... um, she would have been the primary Bond girl and she would have had more of a carry-through for the rest of the film. She would have had more of an arc that would have been more satisfying to people, if you know what I mean. So, Yeah, because basically she, in, in this film it, it, you can't really have Bond shagging some woman by the, co- by the yeah. corpse. I mean, Pierce Brosnan would have a really difficult <laughs> decision to make there, wouldn't he? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, chances are she probably wouldn't have been killed off had this not been like Bond and M story, it would have been she would have been like the primary Bond girl who Bond essentially would have liberated. Yes. But, but being the fact that the plot has to move focus to uh, M, there's no room for her. So. But none of the therefore she gets killed off. Daniel Craig shagging. Yeah. None of. Absolutely, I keep saying it, but she was absolutely stunning there. You kept that quiet, Chris. Do you fancy her a bit? Nah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> This is your. Isn't it again, a bit, you wouldn't be that was a visual effect, would you? Isn't it a bit weird how he just snuck up on board and decides, like, oh, fuck it, I just. <laughs> <laughs> He's a spy, that's what he does. <laughs> and the guys don't seem to be that bothered, just like, oh, come and join us, whatever. Well, that's if she's uh, relaxed, they're going to be relaxed, I would have thought. Yeah. That's because he knows all. He knows all. This is, actually, this is a real place you can actually go and, and visit. It is augmented by C, uh, CG, though. Yeah, it's, it's obviously, well, this, this is obviously like a, a studio, but there are aspects of um, Hashima Island or Kanjima Island, um, otherwise known as Battleship Island, um, off the coast of Japan. And it's a real place that you can go and do uh, tours around. It's got a really interesting history towards it, um, around it, actually. Um, if you're interested in, in sort of exploring like abandoned places, abandoned buildings, um, something I'm quite interested in, in the concept of I've never done it I don't think um, but it'd be quite cool to go and do now I think this and the next scene are probably the last two bits of the film I think are great to this point I think this is a really good film so after here we'll start home struggle. territory yeah. Yeah, so almost when you get past like the first half or the last actually third. no Judy Dench's Judy Dench's speech is pretty good, but even then it's disappearing up its own arse a bit. 
This has got to be one of the most epic villain monologues in the entire series. One take. <laughs> I know, it's genius. Really genius. See, I do I do like Javier Bardem. He does ham it up to some degree, but I just... He hams it up really well. But he, <laughs> his character just doesn't make any sense. And I just, I just, I just don't have any attachment to his character at all. I don't understand where he's coming from. I mean, they're trying to build like this kind of like he's the dark side of Bond, but the only it's re- like Trevelyan Mark Two really isn't it? Well, I mean, look, I'm not, honest, not quite. Trevelyan is is a, is better is better done as a character. It's like rogue agent. I mean, the only similarity they can kind of come up with is like, yeah, I was double O once. That, that's pretty much. <laughs> we all. don't even know if he was a double O one a double O. Oh, yeah, okay. Dumbledore seems oh, yeah, to like, be British-based, yeah. and he oh. was in Hong Kong working for a British before she became M. Like, yeah, I was a spy. Okay. Was some, it might not have been a double A, we don't know. So, so mm. there's, there's no parallel between Bond or anywhere whatsoever, at least with um, 006, with Sean Bean, you had, like, a sense of old friendship, a uh, camaraderie. Here, you just don't... It's just like, yeah, we're so like you and I, really? How? I don't see it. <laughs> I, know, I really, I really don't see like, it. I, I, I was better than you. And it's like, well, it's the whole trope as well. Yeah, we're, we're I've not never met you before. Really? And you're bound to fucking grandstand yourself. Plus, I've just been injured. I know I'm pretty good, so what's the fucking problem? <laughs> I, I do love his line where he's like, oh, what makes you think it's my first time? I just think that he turns it all on its head. The bit where he goes over to his chair and, in a minute and sits down and just starts talking to him. He does play the scene extremely well. Yeah. I, I think I'd just rather if they did if they didn't do two things, play him as like some high tech, um, like h- hacker kind of kind of guy, which he blatantly isn't. He doesn't show any of those skills whatsoever. He's more like commanding chief of anything of it or of it all. And he wouldn't be down in the weeds doing that sort of thing. Yeah, it it just if they play him more as a more a traditional Bond villain, it just hammering up. I would I would. That would work a lot more better. That would work so much more for me. You know, he's just like, yeah, I'm just a bit unusual, a bit like out there, a bit crazy, a bit mad. Well, very mad. And kind of really, really twisted and demented. That would have worked so much more rather than like this kind of like really dumb parallels of like, uh, yeah, we're so like you and I. And like, I'm really up to date with all the new hackery stuff, even though I explain none of it whatsoever in the entire film. (laughs) So it's just. Yeah, I I I think the the character itself just falls on his ass, but um, I do like the performance. So look at the whole the whole look of him as well is also very unsettling. I think. I mean, it's still kind of like very nineties kind of in terms of the the sort of clothes that, that he wears. Um, I compare him a little bit to um, to Scarecrow um, from the Batman movies, um, because like the figure of you know Murphy kind of looks like very. I mean, the two characters obviously look very different, but just in terms of their styling and what they were. But, um, Quite, there's a little bit unsettling. <laughs> and I think kind of the kind of visual effect is, is very powerful. I think. I mean, I love him in this scene. I don't necessarily love him in any of his other scenes, to be honest. I think he's really good in this scene. He commands the room so well. Oh yeah, he's got screen presence from the by the bagful. Um, I just, I just wish they went with him playing the role how he's playing it. I wish they did the character better. I wish they sort of. They they didn't go with this route because it, it just doesn't match. It doesn't go well, and it's on the paper. It's not there to justify anything. So I just wish they did. He's been he's been on his own for a while. He's gone a bit weird. You know, he's rotted a little bit. And... Okay, that's fine. But none of it's justified in the <laughs> script. None of it's like he didn't show any it's sort creepy. of signs. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, 
it's like for the sake of creepy. I just think it's it's very unsettling. And you it, think, oh, you know, he's, he's meant to be like the anti-Bond, but obviously he's. It, I don't have a problem with him to be honest. Just, it's like what Dave said very, before. Very creepy performance. I think. It's like I need the film to kind of like give me something to even suggest certain things, but it doesn't even do that. It just makes me. It just tells me like a few stuff and go like I expect me to go. Which is bad. Bad for the sake of bad, basically. Right. Okay. I always think when he's touching your Adam's apple there, that must be really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, ugh, just don't do that. I don't know, is it, is it ticklish? Does it feel weird? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think someone else doing it would be a little bit like, okay, it's really kind of... Yeah. But it would be I a little bit ticklish. I think cause, especially because it's your throat as well, it feel, you feel very like vulnerable. Area. He looks pretty Hello. relaxed about it all. He's who, a bit chilled out. Who? Craig? Yeah. Of course he's a he's a professional. He's double O. Boop. Gadgets. <laughs> I don't like that. Boop, boop. <laughs> Boops and dips his way through the film. Do you reckon it's the same cue back then? It was like dead spotty and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't I recognise him? Oh, you think you were talking about Desmond? God rest his soul. Yeah, probably Des. Oh. Really boot droid. So clearly he rigged the Trump election then, hmm? Mm-hmm. No, that was Russia's oh, Russia <laughs> Yeah. Russia with the FBI. Supposedly. <laughs> was that fake news? Yeah, it's fake news. <laughs> it's fake news if Donald doesn't like it. That's why he's not attending the committee dinner or whatever it is, isn't it? Oh, Jake, because it's such a laugh normally. <laughs> Yes, I think the main point of going to that is obviously they have is it the roast of, of a sitting president. They, obviously. The they can't take the criticism. Oh, yeah, product placement. Let me just tired. We're gonna be put exhausted. these specs on. We're going to be exhausted at the end of four years, you know. <laughs> satire in six weeks. Oh, I don't want to go to this island. Oh, my God. If I ever win the lottery and... What you want to go? What you want to go here? Somewhere like nice. <laughs> well, no, not obviously. I'm just go to Pinewood or something, you know. But... No, I was really sad. They nearly always play wear midnight blue, don't they? Tuxes, bonds instead of black because it photographs better. Mm. Yeah, it looks very stylish. Yeah, it's blue basically. Mm. And you've got the kind of as well, which adds to the wow factor. Yeah, wow. Oh, well, he looks weird. Like he came from the 90s, obviously, because he did. Mm. See, that's just creepy. It's erotic. <laughs> yeah, to you maybe. Well, Chris fancies her, so he's turned oh. on. <laughs> oh, don't 
Don't be stupid. Excuse me. This is where a film gets its running time from, though. This is so fucking ponderously long without sand. This thing could be done so much fucking quicker. I don't know. It builds up tension. I think you got to pick your moments, don't you? It does. It does build tension, for sure. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree to, to a certain extent. I mean, I don't mind it, mind it being long. It's just, it's just what it does with it. It's just like, okay. And also, we are listening, well, without dialogue and without music, so... Yeah, it will seem longer than it is. Yeah, we had that problem with Spy. Yeah, there was a scene in that that just went on forever. Which scene was that? That was basically after he got drugged by um, uh, Triple X on the the, um, Oh, after he got drugged on the boat and he was getting back to the end. What, that one shot of him like go... (laughs) 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 He seems to go over I must say, I haven't haven't gone to that... um, the Bond Marathon um, recently I, I still struggled obviously it would be like 2am what time it was when, when the spy came on I, I still struggled to the second half of that I was like oh Jesus it never ends but no, it's, it's good to see it on the big screen it's iconic I just don't think it's very good <laughs> it's really a movie too hard I mean, if you I think talk just... about like you know which is the iconic Roger Moore film there's no comparison to be honest but has, yeah quite a fair number of iconic moments but it just is from two different Different to be honest, I mean, most people would have gone with what they chose. They would have gone with Goldeneye for Brosnan. They would have gone for that film for Roger Moore. They probably would have gone with Daylights. But, I mean, you could have changed three of those for me. In fact, four of them, because I'd have gone for Doctor No with um, Connery, just because it went first. And it's yeah, first. I think a lot of us in the group that went... Um, we perhaps said we would have liked to see from Russia of Love rather than Goldfinger, but yeah, like, no, I think that would have been the pop. Yeah, but you can see why. I think just because Goldfinger is the, the populist choice. Um, yeah, okay, that's fine. Wouldn't have been my choice. But, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was good run of movies. Um, if they ever do one again, probably go again. Um, I don't know if they ever do like a Super Mario. They chose the right break one. They didn't go Skyfall for him. The, yeah, they went for Casino Royale. I think they did like the sort of the best ones of. of of all, the, of all the areas there, but um, yeah, they went for um, Casino instead of instead of Skyfall here for, for Craig. But um, they're still got interesting choices though. We had a good time. I kind of think they'll do one again. I wish yeah, I could but, um, have gone. Just money's so fucking tight right now. Yeah, no, that's it. Definitely, it was quite pricey, but it was like mm. actually no, it's good value. Actually, it doesn't matter. It's the other side of the country from me. I just and that's it. A bit far. I know it's a small country, but our gas location, location. Isn't... But no, this is the Hannibal Lecter part of the film. Mm. It just wants to be the Dark Knight. <laughs> it, this film is a well, bit. Well, he's basically Joker, isn't he? He's just like you know, just basically. Well, that's why I don't want Nolan next. I mean, firstly, genuinely, I know it sounds odd, but I want Nolan to have a failure before he does Bond because I just want him to rein in a bit. I don't want a fucking two-hour, fifty-minute Bond film from him. Yeah. Um, but quite aside from that, I don't want him to follow Mendes because Mendes has d- basically done a pale copy of a fucking Nolan film here. I don't want a new director to come in and do the same fucking thing. Yeah. I I, I agree. I, I want a more grounded Bond. I want a more... I want Nolan to do a Bond film. I don't want him to do it now. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a while. I mean, we don't even know when the next Bond film's going to be if Daniel Craig's going to stay on at this point. 
because time's ticking. I mean, I, 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 I guess at this point they are still waiting for him. To... Uh, well, they, they've got some okay to film in Croatia or something, which tells me they're filming. I think it's going to come out next year. I think it's going to come out in 2018. Wow. Do you think? Yeah. You think you're doing like a sneaking that they did the uh, respect are going to like pull out like but uh, I don't think surprise it's going to be new bomb films next year. Well, hang on a minute. When they announce them and they do the press conference, they're literally about to film. So all the agreements to film different places yeah. and the licenses and everything will have already been sorted and they're going through that process now. If they're going through that process now, that tells me they're filming at the end of this year. Exciting. So I think there'll be a Bond film out at the end of 2018. So at Which that... means they, if they know where they're filming it, that means they probably know what they're filming which means they at least have some idea whether it's Craig or not. Yeah, I would imagine at this point it, it would still be Craig. I would hope so. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere just yet. Well, that's exciting then. So it means we're going to get an announcement soon. Uh, well, no, the announcements are normally November, December. We're not going to get an announcement until near the end of the year, I wouldn't have thought. Okay. Unless it is a new bond, in which case we'll find out in the autumn, I would think. This guy's clearly fucking mentally ill. Yeah. Help him. <laughs> He's got fixated on his boss. Problem is, though, he's a mad genius. And this is very well done, though. I must admit. But I do that is as an effect on yeah. the big screen. It was flawless. It was. It looked hideous. Oh, wow. I mean, I've oh, seen... oh, actually, look, seen... look at it now. I can clearly see how fake it is. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Look at it now. But yeah, go on. at the time. You're like, wow, that's on the really big good. Screen, it was kind of unsettling. Yeah. But even again, as a concept, what's it mean? What's it tell us? Nothing. Oh, great! He's disfigured. Well, okay. I don't know, but he fucking smiles now. It's like, oh, how hurt are you? Yeah. Oh, this is terrifying. This is gums in it. Oh, I hate it. I have to look away. That's a, that's a very traditional British name, isn't it? <laughs> he worked for in Hong Kong. <laughs> so he's got a Spanish name. So obviously <laughs> Spanish. Well, he's a, he's a Spanish origin. What, what, what do you expect? <laughs> You had to say Hong Kong, couldn't you say in Madrid? He <laughs> was an agent in Madrid. Mm. <laughs> like it makes so much more difference to say, oh, he was in Hong Kong. <laughs> well, Hong Kong makes sense because it was a British protectorate. Okay, yeah, I guess. Is it... But does it really matter that much? I don't know why I mean, arguing it, it's just... 
dumb from the start. There is with his plug and play hack. If you want to find out more about the uh, Bond's adventures during the handover um, from Shanti, you can go and read Roman Benson level 0 minus 10. Yeah. Okay, fun fact, folks. I've read that. <laughs> it's alright, isn't it? I think it's quite good. Yes. As much as I do like, I do like John Garden novels, I think it, sometimes it can be a little bit clunky. I find I was chatting to this with some other Bond fans as well offline. Um, I really Benson, struggle I with non-canon. I, I just struggle with non-canon. Canon? canon? No, the, what are you on about? I, I just do for some <laughs> reason. It's just like, well, that didn't actually happen to him, so fucking who cares? <laughs> it, you know, not it, real, it, Dave. It's not real. This as, if you take this as any kind of reality, it's non-canon, so I don't care. It's the same with any kind of fan fiction. You know, I have been asked as a Star Trek fan what I think about, like, Axelar and stuff. Well, it's not canon, so I don't give a shit. I know what you mean. It's like, you know, you can enjoy it and, and stuff, but you're not going to take it to heart. It doesn't matter if canon... I mean, it It doesn't mean everything canon's great or canon goes in the direction that you want it to go. But the universe has to be like a cohesive whole. Mm. So if there's stuff written outside it, don't count. I don't care. I don't want to watch Star Trek Continues and stuff like that. It might ape the original standard great, and it might be brilliant, but the quality's almost an irrelevance. So, like, how does, like, something like, say, um, the Casino Royale, uh, the Daniel Craig era, because isn't that kind of like a reboot in itself? So that's like a canon of its own, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a separate universe. Uh, but so, to be honest with you, Bond is something all of its own in that, yeah. like, I get really pissed off when I hear people arguing about the DB5. Well, he won that in, you know, the Palmas, so hang on a minute. Why has he got it in there? And he was sold, you know, they sold off all his stuff because they thought he was dead, so why would he still yeah, yeah. have a car? And it's like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, to pick on Dave's point, I do... I do agree with being, people being picky, but at the same time, I must admit, it does piss me off. Because I, 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 I do see the DB5 and I think, well, that wasn't in the original series. That wasn't in the... This 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 isn't in Daniel Craig era. So, how does... How does it fit in? Yeah. No, it's, like, it's a nice callback, I think. It is, but it's just too much. It's just when, when you pull the guns out, it's just like, oh, fuck's sake. You're not even, you know, you just... Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. It is what it is. I mean, it means just to have the DB5 and have the, the you know, the traditional like Bond guitar, like going, Bang, you know, that's that's <laughs> that's good enough for me. But I think you just beyond that, where he's like threatening them to inject her, it just comes across as like a comic relief skit. <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's just a bit like, oh fuck's sake, don't. Got me a bit too much. Yeah, I think to me it just kind of cheapens it a bit. No, I think it's a nice touch. Is it? On one hand, on one hand, I can see how it is shoehorned a little bit. But also, at the same time, I think it is it is a nice touch, yeah. and I think it's it's the only way they can go back in time, as it were. But I'm just really sad that it gets trashed at the end. Oh, I'm not bad. I'm not really, don't really care. About Why it. would anyone <laughs> give a shit to car? <laughs> 
Did I call her? Mm, hello. Sorry, wrong number. Oh. Yeah, I, no. I think I think I was just saying like I think it still bothers me with the DB5 because it's not it's still yeah. it's, it's in a separate canon of its own, so it doesn't make sense yeah, in that is. universe for me. So it still kind of annoys me how they use it the way they do. I don't care is the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. It's not that I'm offended by it. It's just I'm, I'm the film expects me to jerk off over it and I don't care. There is that too, and I, I will give you that. I do kind of like go, oh fuck's sake, just have, like just make a passive reference. And I was just, I'm just saying like when they, like, by the time they get to the bit where Bond's threatening to inject Judy Gent, uh, Judy uh, M, I just think, it, yeah, it just comes across as like a, a cheap skit. I would have been all right, I think, if this had been made when Goldeneye was. Yeah, because when Goldeneye or Tomorrow Never Dies was made, we hadn't seen it for decades. But it's been rolled out twice in the Brosnan era, and we saw it in Casino Royale. So, how much of a shock is it? Mm. You're living in the past. I don't mind them just using it generally, but that's it. I was just saying, like, if they if they just did the bit where. They, they go to the garage and reveal like the DB5 and he had the traditional guitar bit and that was it they, and they just used it to get to Skyfall would have been fine there isn't much in the Brosnan era I praise over this one but Brosnan had it as his personal car and yeah. I just thought that was like a nice little touch yeah As a little go-to round, you know, just dot around it. Now, I wasn't too sure of this at the time, about Bond being on, you know, London Underground. But now I think I kind of like it, because it's kind of... <laughs> Bond's clearly out of his comfort zone thinking like I never I never go down here with the Serbs better than Superman before <laughs> oh yeah wouldn't surprise me it's the same one he's in a hurry to get out <laughs> oh I hate that oh Jesus Come on, safety. He's keen to get home. He's going to get home. Oh, shut your face. That's my only line. <laughs> it's my only <laughs> line. I want to find them. That's my only line. You can just see that. But they probably might have like tried to get like some sort of national treasure to do that line. What, like Bob Carroll G, something like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where have I happened to him? Oh, I did. Anyway, this Pro- is terrifying. Probably one of Doctor Who's or something, I don't know. So I'm actually, I've, I've, no, I've never actually attempted to go from carriage to carriage. Yeah, I probably don't do it, I don't think. It's not something you'd do. Imagine it'd be quite dangerous. Ooh. 
Bond using the uh, the tube map. Yep, very important. To any foreign listeners, um, London is the only part of Britain apart from the English countryside. <laughs> and Manchester, of course. Liverpool existed in the 60s to give us the Beatles and then it disappeared. <laughs> now, now it's just a big shrine to the Beatles now. That's it. Oh, yeah. and more or less, I did live on Penny Lane, it is a bit. And, 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 two football, and two football clubs, that's pretty much what Liverpool is now. I'm kidding. <laughs> this is where they go to the North. To North. To North. To Leeds. <laughs> go to the Down South. Which was possibly the funniest joke in the uh, the Keith Lemon movie. Eee. What was noise? The, 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 the only joke in the Keith Lemon movie. <laughs> yeah. So oh, it's only joke that made me giggle. Like, t- leads. T- leads. No, don't get me wrong, I do, I do like Lee Francis. He's got some funny creations, but Keith Lemon isn't one of them. Well, there's the new Bond film for you, Keith Lemon. <laughs> Bond, I've been you. expecting you. <laughs> there's a little bear on the corner. Um, <laughs> I was after this film, I was terrified in having to take any of the tube stations. I was like, right, where can I go? Avoid <laughs> safety. What? What? This film made you scared of tube stations? No, it's just it's just one of those things, isn't it? It was like, oh, don't take district or circle lines. I'm like, oh. In, in, in case that silver guy is might be <laughs> no obviously not, not really but right. Sorry, yeah, it's yeah, just but... quite funny sort of dental you know bond location tours with a bunch of other nerds and we're like right how can we we're gonna have to take these circle line district lines now how can we avoid it but no it's just good fun really no you, you don't have to worry in case you see Daniel Craig running around hmm They'll all run in the opposite direction. Yeah. He lives in New York, so he'd probably be alright. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't see him. Yeah, he's in the museum stage. Well, in the fellow. I don't know, he might finish now. I don't know. He's kind of doing it right now. Um, I really sort of hope it comes to London. Or if it, even if it's been to cinemas or something, I'd love to see that. would be fantastic. I've never seen, like, a uh, theatre done in the cinema no they, they streamed like was it last year they did um, sort of globe sort of live um, or maybe the year before actually um, and of course you do like national theatre live um, for example with Frankenstein with um, John Lee Miller was a few years ago what was that like but yeah it was, it was really good really good yeah I think it was John Lee Miller and Ben Cumberbatch I think yeah. and they alternated roles between the monster and um, directed by Danny Boyle as well Danny Boyle that's it there we are that's why it was so good um I think Danny Boyle would be a good shout for a Bond film. Well, after, I said that after after this, anyway. After the Olympics, I think everybody said, right, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could have directed this. They tried to get him after Slumdog Millionaire. He wasn't interested. Was he not? Oh, right. No, I think he'd, he'd, just been, he'd been quite busy, hadn't he? So, give him a bit of time off. Well, he still did transfer, didn't he? He did... Oh, he well did. That, that was that was okay. That was quite good. 
I didn't see it, but I did go searching for certain screenshots. <laughs> it's not a joke, Becca. <laughs> oh no, sorry. I was, just, I was no, I was just sorry. I'm trying to consult with. It's all, it's all, it's all, it's all those. Uh, it's all those shots of uh, James McAvoy's top off, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Here's M speech. Coming soon. It's very rare we get to see like Brit like action done British soil, isn't it? It is, yeah, we didn't get to see it that often. It almost feels weird. It's one of those classic things you don't think it's going to happen here, do you? But obviously we had. Oh, it does, but it's, it's just. And that's really bad to say, but. No, well, it's just you don't see, you don't see it done on the cinema on in in film oh. generally. I mean, you might occasionally get like the odd TV stuff, but to sure. see it in a cinematic way. Run, run, run. <clears throat> run, 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 run. <laughs> Here comes Silver with his gun, gun, gun. <laughs> that's really cool. I like that a lot. That's really good. <laughs> Got it's it. a good job that like her husband was into like poetry. <laughs> my, my husband was a big fan of his letters. <laughs> <laughs> my husband was a big fan of Iron Maiden, so <laughs> My favourite Viz letter went, there were two of them. There was one that made, two, one of them I read on a train and couldn't stop laughing. I've got some really funny looks. They had this thing called um, wig amnesty. People who had wigs could go and put them in one of the special wig banks in news agents around the country. <clears throat> so this bloke wrote in and said, uh, I'm dyslexic and your recent wig amnesty <laughs> caused me some concern. I went to put one of my wig in one of your special wig banks at the newsagents, uh, got confused and had a big wank in the off-license instead. Do I win five pounds? <laughs> so that was one. And the other one was complaining about how filthy sitcoms were these, were these days. I'm longing for the golden old days where, with that one about the, with the shit stabber and the woman who joked about a cunt. Are you being served? <laughs> he was that guy that Silver just shot when he walked out. Is that just some random guy just shot out of frustration? Guy. So what? Random guy. Alright. What an evil bastard. 
they do they do something to like Daniel Craig's eyes to make his eyes just like pop out like that? Do they have like contacts or something? Not that I know of, no. Whether there's anything in the digital grading, I just think his eyes are that blue. But a lot of people's eyes are actually that like gee, Dennis' eyes look so looks very blue as well. And I'm sure someone else's eyes look green. That is a funny cardigan. It's a bit odd, isn't it? <laughs> a friend of mine's got one. He does, well, not quite cosplay, but he does appear as cute for like Halloween and stuff like that sometimes. Oh, he's got the same one? Yeah, he's got a similar one. Oh, like, okay. and the tie and stuff, and he's got the Q mug, and he does look a bit of a mushroom, actually. What's the Q mug? But yeah, was, yeah, he's got the, this Q scrub on my beak. You, 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 know, you can't buy it. Oh, right. Yeah, you can't buy it, so. I really want one. <laughs> it's a DB5, folks! Sorry, I was too, sorry, Dave, I was too busy masturbating over it. <laughs> I couldn't hear you over the awesomeness of the DB5. It's <laughs> 26A DB5 as well. Number, yeah, number plate and everything. He's just 21.48, shit, it's a 21.6A. He's driving an old car that probably wouldn't work now. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not road worthy. Oh, <laughs> Look, you can they can pull over for a kebab. Maybe do do. Press this button. It, is that it... is the least Bond bit of the film. It... She's there. She'd probably she'd probably die. Oh my god. Well, they're only delaying. Back in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Product placement. What a fantastic yeah, beer this is! What do you think of yours, <laughs> Q? I love it. My own beer is really tasty, thank you. Possibly the greatest beer in the world. <laughs> well, you, can't, you can't see what, he's, what is he drinking. You can't oh, see it. Oh, hi, Future M. Would, <laughs> you, like, would, would you like? Would uh... you like to say something to prove you're actually pretty cool and we should like you in the next film? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm on your side, so therefore, no, let's do something a bit surreptitious. So I'm going to prove that by by doing absolutely nothing about what you're doing. And I said balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'll turn it well. Let's just say that they do get caught. He, has, he, he can easily just say, I don't know, I wasn't there. I didn't, I didn't catch him doing it. Up in shot. I was, I was, I was recuperating. <laughs> so it's all things like, well, you know, it's both of our asses. So, yeah, well, my asses as well. It's like, oh, well, you just deny That him. was a nice kip. I wonder if I can find a man standing heroically. <laughs> right. Now, I've got to be honest, this is very meaningful, but what exactly are you staring at? Into oh, the abyss. It's still shit. You grew up around here, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder I fuck everything that moves. And that's how boring this is. Can you not tell my perception's rubbish? I'm used, not... to bang, I'm used to banging one out to static. I wonder where his thick Scottish accent yeah, went. He lost it when he turned to Roger Moore. Disappeared. Disappeared. 
probably hanging around with like Swiss guys and shit. Oh, there's stone coming. Hey. Look, there's a good chance you'll die. I know you're old and shit, but shall I give you one just for like <laughs> for all time's sake? Oh, go on. No one's gonna know, are they? Go on. Let's just make things weird. Make things really weird. Come on, you must notice I shag on every mission. I'm really good. How in the schedule? In the song of the singer. What are you doing, Dave? I'm singing the song. Okay. I fall in the, in the style of the Vic Reeves Club oh, singer. Okay, That's exactly how it was performed in the film. Don't insult me. <laughs> also, listeners, check out Shooting Stars or any kind of general Vic Reeves, Bob Mortimer. That's a bit of deep man. Hi, it, I can turn the corner. It was really weird how they uh, uh, cancelled that show. Just that, when it was actually doing really well. What she didn't start us. Yeah, it came back. Yeah, and, like, it was a shame, wasn't it? And people actually generally liked it. The BBC cancelled it. It was like, why? Yeah, it was, it was really funny. It was like literally they, they quit while they were still ahead. Very weird. Yeah, but you, don't, you only get that from the creators. They just say that I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, you don't normally like, you know. No, it's very odd. For it's a bit like smashy and nice at the end of an era where they're interviewed and they say we're so stunned to be resigned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> I'm glad she's holding her top there so she doesn't flop out like some really erotic <laughs> breasts or something. Because she is the Bond girl in this episode. This old lady, she's very cold. Now, yeah, really, day, Albert Finney's going to bone her. I still see threads where they go, do you wish this was Sean Connery? And it's like, no. No, fucking no you stupid. don't. No, you don't. I guess it would have been too on the nose, wouldn't it? No, it just been awful. It was a really bad I'll idea. Take you out of the film. Plus, he'd never come back. Mr. Kincaid. <laughs> I've put a tie on for no apparent reason. What about you? Me too, really. <laughs> <laughs> you were an orphan, weren't you? Because he's a groundskeeper, so... Mm. How, long, how long do you think it's been since the last Soit show? I don't know. They still recognise each other, so, you know. But then they've probably seen each other. Many cinema. years, many years. It was on like 10, 11, 12, I think, when he sort of went to entry boarding school. So. For someone who does not yet know that he's a spy, he's pretty game to the idea of the fact that, oh, there's people like here coming to kill us. Right, well, that's just... Sounds <laughs> a bit of a giggle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I hear you fuck a lot. Can I watch? So... That sort of thing. She's a bit old for you this Emma, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it wasn't even a real name. I only talk like I get like fit young women. This is the reality. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did you walk so far from the house just to do this? I'm a dog as well. I just noticed there's a little dog there. What happens to it? This doesn't feel like a Bond film from this point at all. I think that was kind of no, the point. home invasion slightly. I'm all for, like, change it up a bit, but th this doesn't even remotely feel like a Bond film. 
Well, I think they were going for more of a personal feel, weren't they? Like that. Yeah, how exciting. <laughs> Would you prefer them to track down their silver in a big layer? And Bond and M put on ninja fine. suits. <laughs> no, I'm happy they did this because try something different. Why not? I just can't jerk off that I think it really worked. Yeah. Obviously, it worked because it did great money and stuff, but um, I don't like the last third of this film very much at all. When you think Spectre's got the stupidest twist in cinematic history, and I still prefer the final third of that to this, that tells you something. And this is where I go to have a wank. (laughs) Even though I live in the middle of nowhere and no one fucking turns up. They aren't cold wet. I still go to a a discreet, closed off area. Have you ever heard the phrase, Emma? Arcing ropes of jism? (laughs) Those aren't cobwebs. (laughs) And this isn't a beard. Actually, I'm still dark. <laughs> right, I, I like the fact uh, uh, that's a Bond film where I like she's doing the housework bit. <laughs> oh, it's dusty. That's it, an important plot point. It, it's when she goes to wield a gun. It's like, oh, can't, she just can't hold a gun. I've always wanted to see Judy Dench fucking packing heat, haven't you? <laughs> To see all this, just remember that actually watching about the audio. Let's, let's watch you clean up as well. Look, yeah, there you go, super. Watch it about the audio. Kind of got, got that Home Alone music in your headlights. Sort of. I've never made the link to Home Alone. <laughs> I haven't. I get why people do, by the way, but I I just never seen it that way. I suppose what I was going for more was like uh, Straw Dogs. I suppose. Yeah, that that's more of a parallel to me. It's just I don't need to watch them prepare. Yeah. Particularly. I mean, when Bond gets late, we don't watch him knock one out in the bathroom first, do we? Though I've always felt that was missing. Mm. <laughs> you ever seen the, the first Ricky Gervais stand-up animals? Yeah. He goes on a, he beats a woman at a bar and starts chatting to her and jumps in a cab and they go back to his place and he goes into the bathroom to freshen up. <laughs> and he comes back out and she says, make love to me. And he's like, I can't. I just thought went out in there. <laughs> you might as well shoot off <laughs> M says, fuck it, because this film is edgy and adult. Like Patrick Stewart in the new uh, Logan film. Did he say fuck too? Yeah, he, he yeah. says it in the trailer. <gasps> he says, I'm fucking 90. Does <gasps> he? Yeah. Well, I haven't fucked that many. He's at 89, so it's in the distance. Yeah. I haven't fucked that many, not 90. Yeah, we got kind of the blue filter in now. 
Yeah. This, this bit was, you know, directed by Top Gear. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. Oh, this house is very large. Very Can you imagine, they, imagine if they turned up early when, like, when they were getting ready with the stuff? They were like, shit! <laughs> we're not ready! Fuck oh, no. <laughs> <Park> off! <laughs> come ready come yet, back Parker. tonight when it's dark. Yeah. Park around the back. What to do? I'm not ready for you yet. <laughs> I think you might be hiding in the car. Trust your director, Chris. He's a big action guy. <laughs> I just think, uh, how would you aim with them as well? You'd have to like. You'd have, they'd literally have to be right in front of you. Yeah. And it, and, it, and also, it's a big gamble as well because you don't actually know, like, well, how, how they're going to come in as well, no do car. you? Will it work? And when they come in, like, how long has he actually been waiting in that car for? <laughs> Four days. <you> know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can imagine Silver going. Let's leave it till next summer. <laughs> Make him sweat a bit. I, I ain't going to Scotland in this weather. Just like, oh, just a little wielder gun. Look at it. It's like, oh, yeah. I can't imagine many other bonds doing this. To be fair, what? How many? How many? Just the scene. I can't imagine like Brosnan doing it. There's not enough mirrors there for a start. How's he going to keep himself looking neat? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you, you would see this in any kind of other. Maybe Connery, perhaps, but it's, it's certainly fitting for, for Craig's era for sure. Yeah, if if it was Connery, it'd be confusing if uh, Connery played Kincaid as well. <laughs> that would be weird, wouldn't it? <clears throat> it'd be weirder if it was Brosnan. It'd it... be weirder if it was fucking Dalton. It's like, well, how did he end up Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> See, she's been shot there, but we don't actually know that officially. We don't know, um... no. Top secret. Yeah, you hurt. Uh, it's just this doesn't paint the Brits well to the rest of the world. Even when we're fucking dying, we don't talk to each other. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you, dear boy. <laughs> we're not actually like that. It's a flesh know? wound. Is it? It would be like, like, ah, I'm fucking shot. I've just been. Have you, are you hurt? Yes, I've been shot. Especially someone her age should be like fucking just yeah. on the on the floor, like knocked out, KO'd. Yeah. Stiffle the pill, chap. Yeah, it does look like for someone who's living in Scotland, he, he does seem relatively English, doesn't he, Kincaid? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind if it was Dalton, I suppose. I can kind of. Yeah. A Welshman and an Englishman walk into a Scottish house. But he would have been uh, more of a badass, though, would he? What, more than Craig? No, uh, well, I think well, I think more than um, 
Finley is here because he kind of like he, he gets he, he shoots. Oh, Dalton playing. Right, I see what you mean. Yeah, Dalton, Dalton play. Yeah, Dalton playing Kincaid would have got more action worth, wouldn't he? He would have like sold the gunplay a lot they, more. Then they did Eiffel Tower with Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the best bonds high fiving over it. <laughs> Now that's how you own the Bond film. Disgusted or concentrated on the film. Probably both. I think we stunned her in the silence. I don't know, there might be something technically wrong there, you know. Oh. Oh well. Becky, are you there? I'm here, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I popped out for a moment as well. Excuse me. That's all right. Did you? We'll put them all back in. Uh, we, were, we were just chatting about uh, Dalton and Craig double teaming Judy Dench. Thoughts? Uh, uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying it'd be like an Eiffel Tower. They'd be high <laughs> with each other. I don't care. Pass. Oh, dear. It's the only landmark that works with. <laughs> Unless you do a black power salute, in which case you can be a bit statue of liberty. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Nowhere to move on from there. Just get tired, go sleep. <laughs> that was news. All over. Oh, look at that for action. What, Daniel Craig falling over? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> it's a really intense fighting. Where's the fighting? There's no fighting. <laughs> no, it's it's what it needs. We need a really intense it, it, fight scene in the scene. Oh, right. yeah, it's just sort of like chucking stuff through the windows and that a great. Yeah, it's actually there. hurling bombs and grenades at each other. Chris would be happier if it was tomatoes or something. <laughs> Oranges, fruit, blossom, some fruit. fruit fruity yeah. corner. <laughs> That's fruit tricks. Yeah. We have some fruity language in this film. So. T- tomato is technically a fruit, so that's my fun fact. That's, that's my fun point. fact, yes. That's my point. I know. You could be much more subtle about it because, like, people wouldn't immediately go, ah, fruit. That bomb looks You'd like a tomato. It was. Yeah. I think that dinner party the following Saturday is off now, you know. <laughs> Oh dear, what a shame. Gonna find, I have to find a new location for it. Yeah. Oh no, she's injured. Oh, oh, oh no. Blood. The, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she'll pull through. She's them after all. Yeah, yeah she'll be alright. Well, the film's gonna finish with them two double teaming and high-fiving each other, so <laughs> she's gotta be alright. As much as I like Albert Finney, he's a, his character is basically fucks things up for him. He gives away their location really, really easily. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, like switch the light off your bellend. Given you know the land, so you could just like walk there, I imagine, in the dark. 
I don't think what happened to the dog as well. Hopefully the dog survived. I don't really see the point in doing that. What, blowing up the car? Blowing yeah. Up the, yeah blowing up the That's car. so he can go... It's now. <laughs> you really get at him. Look at him. Look at his face. He's just—he's like, I've got you, and he's like, right. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> Danger mouse. You don't mess with my car. You've shot my, my car. You mess with me. So, so you, you shot my car, right? Well, what am I going to do? I'm going to blow up my house. See how you like it. <laughs> Self-defeating. So the bull, you get the horns. <laughs> I always hated this, but oh, well, that explains why he resented the uh, the Skyfall thing in the. Uh... No. He's underneath your feet. Doesn't. That's a big explosion. Oh my goodness. Quick, run, run. It always seems like a common like law in action movies. Whenever we see a, a helicopter, it it usually means it's gonna have to crash and explode. It always has yeah. to crash into something as yeah. well. Yeah, it's, it's shorthand, isn't it? It, it? it either explodes or it crashes into into something and explodes. It's like it usually is whenever you see an action oriented film with a helicopter, that always happens. I don't know yeah. what it is, but it's kind of coming. It's a helicopter, Chris. Well, yeah, no, but I don't know why that 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 is a thing. But it's I think it's come a, a certain sort of thing that in an expectation when you see a helicopter, thing, oh, I hope, oh, hope that explodes because I'm going to be disappointed otherwise. <laughs> At some point, that that now looks like a setup. Nothing burns like that. Mm. To be fair, it's probably got a big wreckage of a helicopter in there as well. But... Oh, now we're going to get like the, the shot of... Um... Now it's teasing the trailer, wasn't it? Or Silver walk, walking away, walking up. Now it's me and her. And Bond and a high five. <laughs> Bond doing his Lee Evans impression there. <laughs> so Silver is someone who actually wants to die, like with M. Yeah. So why why is why isn't this plan? Then is to basically strap himself with a bomb and then walk into that that place where where he's gonna try and shoot her. Why don't you just walk in there with a bomb and say like, Haha, see you later, footface." What what's what his kiss work? offline there, Chris? <laughs> see you later, there, footface. See you later, fuckface. That would have been great. Gotcha, suckers. Did he, like if if he generally wanted to die? You know, killing her as well. Why did you just do that? I'd like to watch an action film written and directed by you. It, um, I, 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 the problem is, I've already seen gunfire and titties. I, I've, I've already seen it realised, and it's John Wick. So it's <laughs> that, that's the problem. That's the problem I have. Oh, uh, on that logic, you're a really good director, Chris. <laughs> 
Yeah, like if I could I, idealize like an action film. Well, John Wick's John Wick, but maybe ten fifteen minutes shorter. Less animal cruelty. Oh no no no! Did he really kill the dog? <laughs> I know, but you know. No, but it has to I be. That provides this whole impetus. Yeah, yeah, but it has to be there. So you know, you, you have to because it's, it's a universal thing. When you see that, you think, right? Well, I. You know, give the the audience watches it and goes right. Well, that's absolutely fine. I'm I will accept uh, Keanu Reeves kill absolutely everyone because some cunt killed his dog. Yeah, because yeah. everyone goes like, oh, the bastards! They killed his dog. It was totally unnecessary. Yeah, and I loved that dog. <laughs> the whole fifteen minutes he was on screen. I loved that dog, Chris. Don't fucking question it. <laughs> Do you love his new dog? No. No. Yeah, I do, actually. His new dog's really cool. Becca will love his new dog. I've got to see it. You will, love, was, was, was you will love his new dog. You particularly. I wonder what it is. It's a dog. It's <laughs> a dog. What <laughs> breed? He's a very good sim- dog. Very similar to your dog. He's a very good boy. Doesn't have a name. No. Well, it's called Dogs. Which is quite handy. Oh, it looks like mine. He's got nothing to give up in an interrogation. (laughs) What's your name? I genuinely don't know. Oh, he's lying here as shit when he gets out of this. I got into some deep water. That's a Brosnan era line. Just desperate to fucking come up with something. I do like that chokehold, though. But I do think it's probably a bit big for a, a lake. This. I don't believe that water's cold either. No. I don't know what it would look like for me to believe that. To be Is fair. it? I, I don't think it'd be that I, clear I don't know either. If supposed to have speech bubbles coming off, going grr. I don't think it'd be that clear as well. No, that's the thing, yeah. Oh, Becca's just locked up John Wick too. I have. I had to find out what it was. I... Is it a staffy or a pit bull? It's a pit bull, right? Looks more like a staffy, but yeah. We can tell pit bulls are unfortunately banned in the UK. Oh. But anyway, that's by the way. Yeah, it's almost like our government raced through some like hastily fucking written shitty legislation. No, in, in response reason, but... to somebody taunting a fucking dog and getting, you know, mullered. I won't, uh, I'm not going to argue that point just yet. But uh, anyway. So, it eventually... was badly written though. Blanket bans are never a good idea. No, I'm a big kind of proponent of ending um, uh, yeah. PSL anyway. But that's, that's uh, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, so eventually we come to the climax of the film. Oh. Ten hours later. All so, right, so we're about to climax. <laughs> <laughs> climax with uh, Dalton double teaming. <laughs> <laughs> climax. Which which was uh, the, the, the original? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the original Casino Royale was climax presents. Of course, it was relevant. It's a do you expect us to talk commentary? <laughs> <laughs> it was back in the early days before it was do you expect us to talk? I always think why didn't someone just shoot him? 
Why, why would he give a fuck? <laughs> Albert Finney was starstruck. <laughs> yeah, he was like, <gasps> Wolfen. It's Javier Bardem. He, he was a big uh, fan of uh, Saturday Nights on the Morning. Javier Bardem's unlikely to say it's Javier Bardem. We're saying why did he? That does not shoot? look like a gunshot, does it? That looks, that looks like she just like scraped herself. Maybe she'd have been rock. Javier shot him rather than Javier Bardem. Bunch. What have they done to you? Who's they? I don't know. He's a bit well, guys. What, what, what you mean those guys you sent to kill us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. He shot at you and shit. I only sent them in with guns. Saying kill them. It takes me something. I didn't mean you, obviously. Yeah. Got yeah, shoot them all except the honey. <laughs> Clearly fought, Craig. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> they saw the blonde and the blue eyes. They went, we'll leave her alone. Four. Oh. Now I was just realising, yeah, I should have walked into that place before with a bomb, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> That'll work out a lot better. I like the fact Bond stops this so she can die in a bit more agony rather than both, both die. <laughs> <laughs> well done, that's <laughs> Well, well done, Bond. You stopped nothing. All you've done is make them die more painfully. <laughs> they were just about to fucking like clean this up and finish. Yeah, but like Bond had to uh, tell Silver his uh, his his funny line, rat thing. Yeah, and uh, and and he, he thought. I don't from... know. I've just been in water, so I can't remember. What, like rat or shit. I suppose the only thing you have really is the fact that Silver doesn't get the satisfaction himself. That's the only yeah. thing you have. Got into some deep water. You see? <laughs> doesn't help me go to something that she's quite dramatic straight afterwards. Yeah. Albert Finney's there looking at thinking, yeah, it's my fault for keeping the on the fucking torch, wasn't it? Oh, that's what, yeah, I know. He's like, I thought I was going to watch a three-way. What's happening now? Am I joining in? Is Pierce Brosnan? <laughs> He's there thinking, I'm really the wrong Bond for this. Give us a kiss. Go on. Go on. <laughs> I'm feeling your tits. <laughs> Expected to do that sort of death thing, like. I was gonna say, have you ever seen someone die? That death rattle is really fucking awful. Still, you you both work in care homes, so no <laughs> chance of that. Yeah. <sighs> what a fun thing to talk about. Death. Mm. So it's morbid, this film. He, he gets the girl at the end, look. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's Brosnan and Lazenby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brosnan and Lazenby high-fiving each other. <laughs> Over Judy Tetris corpse. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Still. Oh. He's gone back home to look at some massive, magnificent erections. <laughs> You're not wrong. They are the magnificent. There's the Sherlock get... shot. We do get some magnificent erections in this country. <laughs> oh, that's any day. Wow. Just like Sherlock. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. See, he's even wearing like Sherlock clothes, like the scarf and the coat. It is, it is a bit Sherlock, isn't it? Well, Sherlock copied it, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. It's, it's final season. It's basically Bond, pretty much. Which one? The last one just went. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, most recent season of um, of Sherlock. All oh, right. I didn't bother watching. I lost interest about four years ago. <laughs> It was the first season, and that was it. First, yeah, the first episode was genius, and it's been downhill since then. Yeah, I love the first series. I think second series is okay, and then it all went. Yeah. But then the. Um, I agree with you, Becca. The Emerald oh. Bride, I think, was, was the Emerald Bride was brilliant. I think. Oh look! It, it's that thing that was on the table before. Remember it? That has no meaning. It's really poignant. Uh, she picked the right thing off the table, though. There isn't like a cold cup of coffee in there. No. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, explain to me how that represents that Bond should carry on. Like, it's the old way. Is it? Apparently. What the old way is a well, old a, 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 a bulldog monument, slimmer dog. Go on, put a hat on so you can throw it at that. <laughs> that's the only thing that's missing, really, wasn't it? So you've emailed me millions of times, and we work together. But by the way, my surname is Money Penny. Yeah, Miss Money Penny. Eve. Miz, you sexist bastard! I must admit, there was there was there was a really really nice sort of warmth of familiarity with this. Like, oh no, but that should have been two doors. I know. Yeah, big leather door. I'm still not happy about that. There's a leather door. Yeah, you go into kind of a little ante room, don't you? And then you go into the office. Yeah. Hold on a minute. So the ships you got in my phone. Completely fucked, 007. Yeah, buggered, thank you. Thanks to you. I think yeah. the thing I like about Skyfall the most, and the thing that frustrated frustrated me the most was I wanted to watch the next film immediately. Cause I cause and that that was my that was my first overgrowing. They should thing. have filmed it live at the end of the premiere. Oh there's a ship. There's I, a bloody big ship. I I just felt like what I watched was like a warm up yeah. to the next one and I want to see the next the that one about? straight away. Oh no, this is the start of a bomb film look because it's the gun barrel. <laughs> Hang on, here we go. Quick, put it in now, quick. Yeah, it, it makes sense there, obviously, because it was the 50th um, anniversary. No, I don't care. Of, uh, I don't care. I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't bow to uh, sentimentality of like years. It's like, I'd rather see a good bomb film. I know I've said this before. I'd rather be a film that's, that's actually really, really good. You can find other ways to do it. But you don't have to find reasons to kind of change things up just because it's the fiftieth. There is a Yeah. But anyway, so that's Skyfall. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no um, Dalton and Craig double teaming. I'm disappointed. It didn't happen. No. Maybe they can double team Ray Fiennes in the next one. <laughs> How about they don't generally? <laughs> to be honest. I'm heterosexual, but I'd still have to fucking watch. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> I'd still be like, really? I can't <laughs> see that. <laughs> It'll certainly be experience. <laughs> oh no. It'll be experience, that's for sure. <laughs> it will be an experience. It will be. So there Bye. it is. Bye. There's uh, Daniel Craig's second to last month. I mean, uh, third to last. Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Daniel Craig will return in. In. In, in, in something really, really und- uh, disappointing. That would be amazing. Chris is determined not to like it already. Next month film is always an event. There's always something to look forward oh, to. Oh, I can't wait till next month film. I, but I just pray and hope that they actually do a good job. They're not going to... Because he's made his best Bond film. Yeah, yeah they, should start, the they should start mining he made the, the new he made shows, the best, I think. Well, he made the best Bond film for decades. So, uh, what? They're not going to top that, are they? You never know, Dave. You never know. Something could happen. But no, definitely. I think, I think they can... They should start, you know, kind of start mining the... Uh, the continuation of the I mean, some, some of them, they're not all gold. Um, some can be improved upon. Um, I mean, arguably we've already had sections of Colonel Sun in Inspector. But I think, yeah, they should start moving on to the continuation novels now. Which, uh, yeah, well, but... what, what what's Inspector that was in Colonel Sun? Um, the... Oh, like, the torture, the, the, the needle torture. <laughs> yeah, Bond, generally. Um, no, the, the whole section to do with the needle torture and like pressure points in the skull um, was taken from a section of Colonel Sun. Um, I think it's referenced in the like there's kind of a mention of it in the credits. Okay. Um, at, at the very end. Because I know um, Dying of the Day had like Colonel Moon, didn't you? That was uh, yeah, that, that was, was a bit like, weird. Like a but... And he was an arsehole. Yes. Yeah, he was generally a bastard. <laughs> but he was probably the best villain in the film. Yeah. Right. So that that film's gold for like one minute forty or something. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, I just think that Epic in general is kind of it's got a real cinematic quality to it, um, but they would have to kind of do something else now because that part of it has been already used. So, so they you heard it here first. New bomb film next year. Yeah, maybe we'll see what happens. If we, if we, if, in case you're listening to this next year, new bomb film this year, folks. <laughs> Maybe. And, if, uh, Maybe. and if you're listening to it in two years' time, new Bond film last year, folks. Unless <laughs> there generally is a new Bond film uh, next year, then new <laughs> Bond film coming soon. Yeah. Bon, yeah. Hope bon. you all enjoyed Shatterhand, <laughs> starring oh, Dan Stevens, starring Edward Snowden. <laughs> they should do Shatterhand. That'd be so cool. What Shatterhand? Yeah. Oh, you, you got to read it. you got to read it. Okay. Basically, Greyfield's Garden of Death, but set in Japan. Okay. It's fantastic. There is a... What I'll try to do, there is a... Um, well, okay, that seems to like, make sense, doesn't it, to do that? No, I don't know if they're still going. Um, I'll try to post a link for our listeners if it's still available as well. Um, there's a French film, independent film production company, I think Constellation Films, I think, um, and they made two what are essentially fan films um, one is Shane Levy and the other is, is uh, Shatterhand um, but yeah, obviously they use a lot of um, music already pre-existing music from, from the films um, but I think overall kind of like the action and dialogue is, is fairly doable for a fan film um, but I, I think the film should be available I think on YouTube perhaps but if I can find the link I'll post it um, on our Facebook page but definitely worth a look 
Well, I speak very highly of fan fiction, as you know. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. I see this. This definitely, the two books are because it's kind of based on based on short stories, so it, it technically is canon. But um, I think it's quite interesting because of aspects that haven't fully been ex- partially been explored, but haven't really fully been explored. Um, but definitely worth a look into in the realms of fan fiction. But I say calling continuation novels um, as, as fan fiction. I just I just think kind of it isn't fair really and isn't on to be honest. Um, but yeah, definitely this, these two films are the worth just for fun. Is worth a look for sure. Cool. Right. So Becca, where do we go next? Chris can tell us with his rendition of the theme tune. Getting stronger. That's right. Just got one turn with Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> I'm just commenting on Chris's singing, by the way. <laughs> what film were we doing? <laughs> oh, Adrian. Ah, oh, dear. All right, folks. Good night. We'll see you for Rocky, which I am so excited about. Good night, folks.